Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This is episode 144. It's a gross. A gross episode. <laughs> it's a dozen dozen episodes. It's a dozen dozen. This will never happen again. This never? No. Oh, it can only be one gross get, old. Well, I mean, one. you could have like a double gross. You can have a double gross. What is that, like a 288? Uh, we got to remember sure. this. Yeah, we'll have to remember that 288. In, this, in the guest chair, we have Chad Phillips. Woo! Hello. Welcome, going, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I, I was remarking to you earlier how I am amazed that this is the first time that you've been on the podcast. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You haven't been on the podcast before? No, See? I'm amazed as well. That was my <laughs> reaction. I was Holy like, I don't know. Cow. I thought there was one episode, though, that you were on. Maybe there was one that you were going to be yeah. on, and then it got rained out somehow. Probably so. Mm. Because we have so many rain days here listen, at uh, Stay on Target. We have snow days. <laughs> we do have some snow days. But listen. We definitely, definitely have sick days. We definitely yeah. have sick days. Like we, just, we still do the podcast. We just separate. And do them from our homes. And they're slightly disgusting, like slightly... They're the real gross episodes. The real gross. We had a sneeze cast once. <laughs> we did have a sneeze cast <laughs> once. Uh, where were both of us sick? I'm I pretty sure. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure that's what it was, yeah. Chris. So, Chad, how are you doing? Doing great. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, this week we're talking about... Oh, we were reviewing Deadpool. Yeah, I, we just blanked, watched that movie. It yeah, blanked we on were me just for there. a second what we had just did. Or done. However the English language <laughs> what works. What we had just did. <laughs> yeah. That's not a precursor to the movie, necessarily, <laughs> the review. No, I don't know. No, <laughs> but not at all. Uh, John, what have you been up to this week? Um, so, actually, a lot. Like, a decent decent amount, but, like, none of uh, it has been, um, like, so, So I guess, over none the weekend. It has been relevant to like, this podcast? Maybe not. I don't know. Like, I've, I've been doing some mobile gaming, that sort of thing. I, uh, I You mentioned that Lemmings was one of the PlayStation Plus free mm. games on your Vita, so I've been playing some Lemmings. Oh, man. You uh, didn't watching, tell me this. Watching through, um, watching through t- like, TV, just, like, some uh, so, yeah. some. some t- Television. I feel like I've been uh, texting into a black hole this week because <laughs> I text things at you and then it just information does not come out. <laughs> so here's the weird thing. Like, so Catherine was away for uh, for work for like a couple days, right? So she was gone. Um, and basically, whenever that happens, like I have no anchor as far as like what time of day is it? How late am I working? <laughs> you know, how, what's going on? And so like there's like my schedule gets all kind of all kinds of screwed up because you just kind of get in that like you're zoned in into uh, into your work and what you're doing. Heard, there was a strange a bleep. beep. There was a that bleep. Was weird. I'm not sure where it came from. Was it? Uh, it might be that other one sitting over there. No, was it that one? Okay. Well, no. Okay. We're good. We're Shame good. on you. Well, it's okay because this is Chad's first podcast. Yeah. You get with leniency. Us. You get a freebie. Everybody gets one. <laughs> the next time we flog you. <laughs> no, the next time I just take your phone and then just like throw it out the window. Yeah, absolutely. Breaking the window in the process and probably the phone. Yeah. I don't know though. The, the, probably so the phone. Durable phone. So, yeah. on Lemmings. so I played the tutorial level and that's as far as I got. So I three starred all of the easy levels. Oh my goodness. Jim. And I'm in the process of three starring the first third of the what what do they call it? the the tricky levels? Ah. Mm-hmm. They have a really strange. They have a four tier system. That's cool. Where there's well actually five if you count the tutorial. There's the tutorial. There's easy. There's tricky. There's something else, and then there's hard. <laughs> and I was like, this is just, just a the st- same lemmings I had on PC <laughs> when I was in the early nineties. Yes, oh, on a floppy disk. The theory is the exact the same. same. <laughs> yeah, okay. the mechanics are the exact same. Okay. They st- even explode whenever you hit the nuke button. Wow. Which is crazy. Whenever you have like hundreds of uh, a hundred lemmings on your screen, and then just all of a sudden, like you even get the weird slowdown and mm-hmm. stuff. Like it chugs as they all try to explode. Authentic at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah. So I, I did that. I've been playing some uh, some Fire Emblem, chipping away at Fire Emblem, nice. that sort of thing. Nice. So 
Yeah, that's cool. So, so what about what about you guys? You okay, Chris? so um, earlier this week I got a chance to see a uh, pre-screening of How to Be Single. That was really, a, yeah, it was a good movie. Um, it, it was oddly heartfelt and really? had a pretty good message to it, a, uh, like an uplifting message nice. to both single people and to people who were just like, hey, you need a. I don't know. Like, you can apply it if you're not single, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, you can extrapolate the meaning, what they're saying, and you know, apply it to your own life. So, it was, it was, it was good. It was funny. Um, it was fun. Um, I really like all the, uh, the actors and actresses in it. I say it's a definite go-see. Okay. And then what would you rate it if you were going to give it a number rating, Chris? If I was going to give this on a number... On the stay-on-target scale. On the stay-on-target scale. Super official. Yeah. I would probably <laughs> give this an eight. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's good. That's yeah. good. Um... Chad. Oh, I did want to point point oh, out. I actually. Wait, so I did I, something else. I wasn't done. Okay, Chris. I apologize. <laughs> I just I just stepped on in your parade, and I've got He's one so more thing that I just remembered about oh, too. That I'm All right, excited well, let's about. go back to you. Okay. So <laughs> I I, uh, I I fulfilled a a uh, a dream that I've had since I was a child of seeing Yanni live in concert. <laughs> yes, it was awesome. Wow, that's amazing. So uh, last night, Yanni came to the uh, the uh, Tennessee uh, Performing Arts yeah, Center, the Performing Arts Center, and and played an amazing show over there. It was really fun. So I did want to point mm-hmm. out that I, that I saw Yanni live, and it was amazing. Started off with one man's dream. Mm. It was great. It's amazing. I didn't Good know stuff. he was still alive. To be Dude, honest, <laughs> it was it was a great show, and like his interactions with like the fans and stuff, like he would just chat it up, and yeah. like How many people, people were talking there? back and forth. I mean, it was pretty full, except for whenever you got into the upper upper uh, upper bank, yeah, uh, which is kind of where I was. It's like the row I was in. It was like me and then five or six other people, but. Like whenever I went to buy tickets, like there, most of the tickets were sold, but it snowed last night in Nashville. Oh, so nobody went. Right. And yeah. so like whenever I, I didn't, I considered not going. I was like, ah, well, I was like, I don't have my ticket yet, but uh, if I can buy one from there or whatever. And I was like, but it's snowing. It's not bad now. Like the roads look okay now, but who knows what it's going to be. T- you know, two, three hours from now, yeah. whenever it's been snowing for that long, but it was totally fine. I was, I'm glad that I braved the, uh, the snowpocalypse mm. and, uh, or what counts as a snowpocalypse in Nashville because we don't salt roads. Um, yep. and, uh, but yeah, I braved it, made it back alive, awesome. made it up the hill to, um, to our house, which a couple days ago I was, that was in question, um, about whether or not I would make it back up the hill at, at our house here. So yeah. Crazy, well, that's cool. Chris. That's so, awesome. Back to you. All right. So, I saw that movie, How to Be Single. I also uh, I've, I I beat the first Uncharted. I, I'm playing nice. through, through the Uncharted collection yeah, on you PS4. Did text me about that. Yes, on PS4. See another like just yeah. black hole just yeah. went into nothing. No response. <laughs> just completely gone. <laughs> um, and uh, I finished that. Uh, look. I know it's like it's from 2007, like this one. This game came out, and it's a fantastic game. I know everyone probably knows this already, and everyone you know has has played this game. You're probably not... late, late to the party, Chris. Actually, yeah. wasn't there statistics uh, that, that that PlayStation released about the majority of people who own PlayStations hadn't played that game? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Like it was before the Uncharted collection came out, uh, and they were saying, "Oh, so this many people actually haven't even played Uncharted one, right. two, or three. So they were so using this it as is, like a... this is why we're doing the I see. Yeah, and so, but it was really, really good. It was, uh, um, it's got some crazy, like I would say the first, like maybe like 
third of the of the game is like the most boring part like it's just like because you're just kind of like doing random things and there's some puzzles i'm like oh i've seen better puzzles you know and the adventure and honestly i'm just kind of like trying to get through this the the um tedious parts just to continue the story because the story is really compelling yeah uh, but then yeah. on the back half it turns into this like almost a different game kind of and uh yeah i don't want to spoil it but there's some crazy stuff that goes down they're just like holy cow yeah, I'm going to play that soon, too, because that's coming with my PS4. Oh, nice. nice. So, Dude, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. excited awesome. for it. Yeah. So the statistic is uh, 80% of PS4 owners have never played Uncharted, Naughty Dog says. This wow. is coming from GameSpot. Wow. And it says, uh, quote, that was one of the reasons why we thought remastering it would be a good idea. So this is PS4 owners, though. So a lot of people like this transitioned from Xbox 360 over to PS4. Yeah. They mm-hmm. obviously haven't played it. But Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, that's why I never played it. I, I didn't have a PS3. And so, right. yep. like, I'm super glad that um, I'm getting a chance to play it. I'm trying to play through them all before... Uh, PS, oh, sorry, not PS4. Uncharted 4 comes out, <laughs> and I'm going to start the second one this weekend. Nice. I'm trying to knock, maybe knock the whole thing out. How John. long did it take you to complete the first one? How many hours? How many hours? That's a good question. See, the thing is, I don't know because I spent. I felt like I spent so much time on like the first few chapters, and then yeah. I, then whenever like I, I just knocked the whole thing out from like chapter like. Six to to mm. chapter sixteen. The floodgates all were this open. past weekend. Yeah, yeah. It was just, well. I also thought that I also thought that twelve for some reason twelve was the last chapter. Oh, and then I kept being like, well, maybe it's this one. Well, maybe it's this one. Well, maybe it's this one. Four in the morning later, and I finally beat the game. <laughs> know that oh. feeling? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but it was totally worth it. I, that was one of my like. Something I wanted to do last weekend was like I want to beat Uncharted, like get yeah. this thing out of the way. So starting Uncharted two, I've heard that the beginning is amazing. I think I've played the beginning actually with our friend Jared J nice. Pinions. He's been on the, uh, the podcast before um, a long time ago because uh, he says like he, he was telling me he's like man this, you're gonna love the the beginning to Uncharted two. I'm like did I play that with you? Does it involve something involving a train wreck or train or something? He's like no. There's no train. <laughs> Obviously, there's not a train in this thing. <laughs> and that's all I could get out of okay. them. I'm like, I'm pretty <laughs> sure I played this. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so if you were to rate Uncharted ah, 1, mm. I'm throwing you, I'm throwing you like putting you in the, on the spot this yes. week, Chris. Forget everything you I'm just going to have you rate, rate <laughs> everything. It actually came out. I would, yeah, man, I'm rating everything these I'm gonna days. Rate your, I'm going to ask you to rate my outfit in a minute. Uh. It's sitting probably around about a five. <laughs> Just throw that out there. <laughs> um, I would give pants, I would give Uncharted an eight. Nice, yeah, nice. I like it. Yeah. Well, everyone, we're gonna go, and I'm gonna put you on the spot okay. after one, two, three, and then whenever four comes out, I'll put you on the spot every time. Well, whenever we'll, you finish, we'll it. review four. Well, of course, but I've got a pre-ordered and everything. John. Well, there you've got a pre-order and everything. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that means I'm that means it's, we're definitely reviewing we're it. If you have pre-ordered, yes. did you do it through Amazon? Yes. Nice. So get that, for get like, that extra money. Twenty percent yeah. off. Yeah, it's fantastic. And maybe not exactly two-day shipping. Or some things. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That changed. Wait, what? You know, what are you talking about? It said release date delivery. Oh, yeah. The release date deliveries are still there, but the two-day shipping is not really two-day shipping mm. anymore from like the uh, Amazon warehouse deals and other sellers. It mm. can take up to uh, three or four days. Mm. Just judging from my PS4, it'll be here on Monday or mm. two days ago. Oh, wow. 
Well, that's two day shipping. So what's funny about that <laughs> is around Christmas time, whenever I was doing a lot of Christmas mm-hmm. shopping, yes. I noticed I bought something that I used the super saver shipping, right? Yes. Because yep. I, we don't have Prime, right. uh, like this this year anyway. Right. Um, some years we end up doing it because it's worth it, and some years we don't. But yep. um, yeah, so I did the the super saver shipping, and what they did was they held it for like three days mm-hmm. and then they shipped it. So I was like, man, everything is two day shipping. It's just, it's going to sit at their warehouse for an yep. extra three days, yeah, ready just, to go. It's just a ploy. And then go out. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's totally, you know, that's exactly what it is. I don't but, know yeah. where they gain or lose financially. It doesn't make a lot of sense I don't know. to me, but I'm ignorant of it. But it's Hey, true. Amazon, they're, uh, they're a, a huge company with a lot of smart people, mm-hmm. you know, apparently they have my prime money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So Chad, what have you been up to this week? I have been up to playing a lot of Destiny. Nice. As I have well. seen you've been playing Destiny. I didn't yeah. know you were playing Destiny. Yeah, either. so I waited on getting this game for a very long time. Um, <laughs> like you all played it, it's and like I was and like, no, nah, I'm just going to stick to Call of Duty and League of Legends and those type of things. But yeah. um, now was the right time. It was only $40 for everything, all mm. the content. Holy so um, great deal. Yeah. And I guess I got it in last week of January, and I'm all the way leveled. I'm light level 314, and Which I've already is done the raid. Higher than I you've am. Done, you've done the King's Fall raid. The yeah, one I've done I, the raid on the one hard. Of us have even done. Yeah, yeah. haven't touched yep. it. Didn't even like go in. Yeah, and it's really fun. Um, so I think I played just at the right time. I think if I had played any earlier, I may not have enjoyed the game because mm. I've heard some negative things about its progression. Mm. Uh, that would be negative for me, not for everybody. Yeah, but. I have really enjoyed it. Yeah. I've sunk a few days into the game and <laughs> we've sunk hundreds of hours. Into the game. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like multiple multiple days. Yeah. That's yeah. the that's the crazy thing about like so you jumped in, you know, what? Like maybe a month ago? Yeah, just like this yeah, is so, my and you're already like a higher level than we are cuz just cuz we haven't played like the newest expansion as much. Right. You yep. know, like and it's just like, man, I don't know how I feel about that. You just got to keep up. I know, can I keep up? I, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, so there's supposedly uh, some 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 like the Crimson Days or whatever it is. Yeah, what is this? The Crimson yeah. Crimson Doubles. Yeah. Well, the um, <laughs> the tower looks really cool. It has yeah. roses everywhere. Oh, that's cool. Um, it's for just, Valentine's Day. Yeah, for Valentine's oh, nice. Day. Uh, the Crimson Doubles event. I haven't uh, played it yet. I see. So you can go on a date mm-hmm. in Destiny uh-huh. and yes. kill people. Mm-hmm. Well, get killed by a lot of sweaty <laughs> players just because of the way, you know, the 2v2s. Uh, they don't gotcha. have the light um, level on there at all, so you can mm-hmm. use a lot of your one weapons. So Ooh. Thorn, Icebreaker, what? all these things are pretty OP. Chad, we have to no play this. The, oh, I would love to. Yeah, I, th- I was going to play it this weekend. All right. The Thorn Absolutely is down. jamming. That is like my favorite gun, and then well, whenever it didn't make the jump to year two... I just quit. I snapped a, my snapped mm-hmm. my disc and I didn't have a disc on it, but, <laughs> but you no, snapped I, it anyway. <laughs> I snapped it anyway. I snapped some disc. That's how great he is. Grabbed the nearest disc and snapped it. Happened to be Yanni. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, the we did a review. Well, this is the thing. Like uh, this year, I kind of just like saw myself just kind of going back to Destiny like periodically because yeah. it was like the last like last year it was just like pretty much. All Destiny, all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that wasn't a bad thing. No. I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. That's the important right. thing about video games. But... Whenever I, I think Destiny, I think 20, 2015. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things that I want, other things I want to play this year. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, I can't just like invest all my time into Destiny. Yes. Right. Um, but I will go back. I need to play the Crimson Days. We did the Sparrow Racing earlier this year, and it was fantastic. SRL. SRL. I missed that one. Hopefully, it comes back. I'm, yep. I'm, I hope it. Really There's still will bounties come back. out there, and the the shipwright still 
Really? Really? You know, I was thinking, yeah. She's like still I, selling bounties. Well, no, for I haven't SRL. seen them, but people have the bounty uh, still oh. on there. You know what I mean? Like we yep. can do oh, with Iron Banner just, to artificially. That's uh, just yep. stupidity. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. No, yeah. And then uh, yeah, Iron Banner actually, if you mm-hmm. keep or if you're yes, yeah, that whole if you're on whenever it resets, you can like so at three a.m. or whatever time they do the reset, and you kept your items and kept your bounties or whatever, you can go turn them in mm. automatically. And so people so, have at the beginning bounties. of yeah. Completed SRL bounties, that right? They, so oh. they can get their they're rep just, back up again. They're just waiting, yeah, for the next time it comes out. Same That's thing. That's insane. Yep. I mean, I would play it again. Like that racing was super fun, man. Those yeah. tracks that they had were really good, and then like they were confusing at first, but then by the end of mm-hmm. it, obviously, yeah. because there was only a couple of tracks, mm-hmm. it was like just know them like the back of my hand. And the big destiny news today. Well, I actually, well, first of all, plug. Of a... First of all, plug. We reviewed the SRL racing. That's right. Oh, on a, on a podcast. I put that in the podcast notes. Yep. Yep. You can go back and listen yeah. to that if you're interested. But yes, they did. They had an earnings call today. There was some news about Destiny. So I think it's, it's time to go to the news. The news. The news. Destiny 2 in 2017. And a large new expansion coming to Destiny in 2016. This, when is, is, this is via IGN. Okay. Um, and, and so ahead of the quarterly uh, earnings call today, Activision has revealed more about the future of Destiny, which will see a major expansion this year and a sequel next year. Well, is there any detail about the expansion? So the expansion, no, it just says a large new expansion. Um, yeah. So what they and had they talk um, about some numbers and things like that. So they stated 25 million players have logged uh, more than three billion hours into Destiny. Um, yeah. So this is a little surprising because we all kind of assumed that Destiny Two would come this fall. That's apparently not happening. It's right. happening next year. So this major expansion honestly probably won't happen until this fall. It'll mm-hmm. be something probably like um, what was it called? What was the last one called? Uh, Taken King? Yeah, Taken King. King. So yeah. this is what they actually said in one of their weekly updates. I think they've renamed it to something Bungie Weekly Update. I don't know. Yeah. But um, they have said it will be bigger than anything. It's the biggest since the Taken King came out. So mm. Well, nothing that, else has well, come well, out. Right. It really? could yeah. just be as big as House of Wolves. Wasn't that a little expansion for the time? Yeah, I guess. Um, that it came out. I don't. There wasn't even a big raid or anything. There was just the Prison of Elders or Arena. Prison of Elders. Yeah. Right. So, so it won't be that. Right. Saying. Well, so no, it could be on that level. It's going to be, you know, the, oh. the biggest thing oh, since the, the Taken King. King. So, it so it's really ambiguous. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, my personal feeling is there's been a lot of turmoil at the company. Uh, the CEO, um, the, the previous one was mm-hmm. fired uh, yeah. very recently. You know that uh, it takes uh, four or five months to go through the process uh, yeah. of that. So uh, I can see that. Destiny 2 was probably pushed back, and there was a little bit of uh, miscommunication about yeah, there was, what needs to happen. There at, was some news a couple, like maybe a week ago or two weeks ago mm-hmm. or something like that, that was talking about. Um, so we've 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 talked a lot about how like the, there was a lot of turmoil surrounding the release of the first game of, of Destiny, the original yes. Destiny, and like there was a whole story that got scrapped and got put into a lot of the DLC and all a lot of just grimoire cards and all that kind of stuff. A lot of hours and it worked. Sounds of- like the same things happening again yes. with Destiny Two, and I don't yeah. understand why. Like this. How is this continually happening? I don't know. Uh, Halo, I don't remember them having no. this many problems uh, with, with coming out with the games. The stories were always succinct. Multiplayer was always on point. Yeah. yeah. I, I never hated a Halo game that I've played. Right. Um, I know this is a huge undertaking, and maybe Destiny 1 should have waited that extra year. I know it already was delayed, but right. maybe they should have delayed it again until they were 
ready to have all these features lined up. Right. That's what I know from the communities. I think the you know one of the problems is like they so. Um, they create this like world where they want you to come back and play every single yeah. day. You know, you have daily missions and daily mm-hmm. bounties and all this kind of stuff. And so they yeah. create that kind of atmosphere. And especially even early on, you know, like there was an accelerated pace at which mm-hmm. content was coming out. You know, we the game came in September. There was um, an event like two weeks in the the Queen's like whatever right. that was called the Queen's event. And then there was Iron Banner and it mm-hmm. came out. And then you had your your first DLC drop in December. Yeah. And yeah. then your next DLC drop in like March. Yeah, well, even and, the raid didn't come out at the same time as the original game. Like it came out like a month later. Yeah. And then the hard yes. raid came out a month later than that. Like I remember that it was like uh, November or December before the first hard raid came out right. um, after the game. So, um, so yeah, we have the, had this accelerated pace of like stuff happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, then, and then basically you hit... You know, or uh, late spring of last year, and then nothing until fall, and it's just like, right, man, yes. it just feels like nothing's going on. So a lot of people drop off and all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying the game's bad. It's just like, mm-hmm. you know, if you yeah. want, I mean, like we said, we've invested hundreds of hours into the game, but they, if like, to, in order to get people like continually coming back, right, like you need to have like more frequent yes. events, content drops, that kind of stuff, like. I- Right. I think they need to figure out their internal structure um, so that they are able to have the freedom for transparency and yeah. to communicate. With the community, because right. I think they're kept in the dark a lot. And this happens in every game, but because of the inner you know, turmoil there, you can't just announce, oh, there's going to be this content planned, because it probably, it maybe have been planned, but they scrapped everything. Right. This is, right. you know, end of the fiscal year is coming up. Here's their earnings call. Yeah. Um, they need to find a model that works for them. Yeah. You look at World of Warcraft, what works for them? Paying money every month. Yeah. Right. I wouldn't be opposed to paying $5.99 for Destiny every month if right. it meant you're going to have... Four content drops a year. Just right. like, you know, with Call of Duty, they have their schedule. Four content drops. You know this is what the season pass is going to yep. be. You're going to get this many multiplayer maps, this yeah. many zombie maps, etc. Yeah. And if Bungie would, were to say that, then it would keep people. Yeah, for yeah. sure. The, um, like, you talked about transparency. Yes. Minecraft is a different game, but mm-hmm. I think about the transparency that they've always had with their player base yeah. early on. And I know, like, a lot of people, had, you know, were playing, like, betas and stuff like that. And so, like, they... And they you know, they would always kind of like let you know, like, this is what's coming and all that kind of stuff. There are snapshots of like early builds that people can install. It's like, install, you know, like it might mess up your worlds, but whatever, you can install it. Like, and they've always been like, you know, like even early on, Notch or, you know, one of the other game developers would like tweet out, like, hey, I'm working on putting, you know, um, rabbits in the game and like, cool. And we yeah. might not see that for another year and a half. Right. But, yeah. you know, uh, I, I like that transparency. I like yeah. that mm-hmm. kind of openness. Like, we care. It, it, the way it comes across is not, "Hey, I'm working on something, and then I'm withholding it from you." It right. comes, on, comes across like we really care about this game. We care about you, and we're just kind of talking to you like yep, we right. would anyone else, you know? Right. And I think the community management has been really tough because mm-hmm. they've, I think, overpromised. And then on the other side, you have Activision at the head of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You look at a game like Titanfall. Sure, they had EA there, but it was Respawn Entertainment. The community manager there, Happy Happy, was yep. did a great job yeah. of setting yeah. expectations. If there's something they didn't know, they say, "Hey, we don't know." We're yeah. working on that. We'll get back to you. Well, even, well you it, know, you mentioned Call of Duty. That's Activision. Yeah, they it do is. a great yeah. job communicating yeah. with that. Like that messaging on Call of Duty is always on point, yes. and they're always like, 
like super on top sued. of they've been sued. Right. A lot. <laughs> That's true. I mean, but they've also been like, you know, they're, they're really good at like updates, yeah. you know, like yeah, it's true. It's, no, weapons right. on balance. It's not yeah. going to go more than a week without. Especially Treyarch. I want to give a shout out to them because oh, I yeah. think they've oh, done yeah. a great job in this cycle. Oh yeah. Well, I mean like, and, and so like you said, like their, their updates are super frequent where it's yeah. like, if, uh, if something needs tweaking and the community says this is overpowered, they will immediately yep. like nerf it. Yep. Um, Before and they people do can, like, ba- can form bad habits. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, it's been very quick. With Destiny, yeah, you're right. People would get into bad habits of like, oh, this is the gun that I always use because it's the only gun you possibly can use. Even look at Advanced Warfare, that was predominant there. You had the BAL and the ASM1. Yep. The whole cycle. Right. And, you know, so everybody's doing that, just like League of Legends. You got your weekly stuff. Let's. Bungie's been doing an okay job about that, but I think they just need to communicate a little bit more and people will be more for excited sure. about the game. For yeah. sure. I'm excited because I just only played it for a month, but yeah, I yeah. can understand you guys played it since the beginning. And- well, I'm excited to get in and play some Crimson Day, see what that's all yeah, about. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm excited to do the raid. You haven't you haven't done um, the first raid, Vault of no, Glass. No, I still need to do oh Vault of Glass. Oh my goodness. If anybody wants to. Yeah, definitely. So fun. It's fantastic. It's a fun, yeah. like, it, that one's one where it's like, oh man, this is just pure fun. Yeah. Like, there isn't really, uh, there's like coordination that you have to do, which is part yeah. of the fun, yeah. but but uh, there, there aren't really moments where you're like, you feel like that that if you lose, it wasn't your performance. Like I mean, right. if if you you know go down, it's because of you. And whereas yeah. like yeah. other other events in that, it's like sometimes it feels like it's not quite your fault or, yeah. or it's right. kind of random or that sort of thing. Well, that's so, exciting. Yeah, dude, I love that one. That love and it. the PvP always makes me coming back to Destiny right now. It's mm-hmm. it's just they've really stepped up their game with the PvP. It's really fun. The events yeah. are fun and. You said that the servers are a little bit more uh, yeah. stable, and, and I, I called uh, uh, mushy, like mushy servers, where yeah. it's like, uh, it's like there's not like that split-second accuracy or right. whatever. Bullet registration is great. Um, they've uh, put in a system, I guess this last patch, this last yeah. week, um, where the red bars are now different. You're penalized for having a bad connection. Mm. Oh, nice. A red bar connection just means you have less than one megabit download and Kid upload grief. that that's not very high requirements if you're doing that you probably shouldn't be playing online video games like right. competitive ones you there know were, that's just my opinion there was a month or so maybe two mm-hmm. where th- I, here at the house like, yeah. that's what i was getting and i was talking to you about it and I, like yeah. i did all of the uh, yeah. the stuff to figure it out yeah. and everything and then all and of a sudden we had the snowstorm yep and then i guess it, it fixed. Like we haven't had any issues. And it's, with it's it a since terrible then. experience, though, when you're on that. Like you oh, can't really play. Like oh, it's, it's just awful. like you have to take a break from the from the online. Right. I, I felt it too. Um, yeah. Well, when it's like, I had oh, hey, Catherine, you, you're going to stream a movie, or let me play play something right. off of a disc. It's just one thing. Let me just play something <laughs> off of a disc and not do competitive online stuff. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. We have a lot more news to cover, John. Chris, there's a lot of paper in your hand. So we're going to try to uh, to fly through some of this. We're going to fly through it? Are you going to fly in a jet? into like, paper yeah. airplanes? Is this the gross jet? Sure, I can do that. Are you going to do that as, as you go? Yeah. And throw them? Yep. Uh, actually, I'll pass them off to you. You can okay. put them in the airplanes. I'm good airplanes. with that. I'm good with you that. and Chad can compete for the best paper airplane. Oh, I'm going to win. I will lose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we've already decided. Wow. Right. We don't have to do this. All right, cool. Synergy. There's been a concession by Chad. He concedes to John. <laughs> crumples it into a ball. Yep. Actually, it might go farther than the than mine. Who knows? You never know. Ubisoft released an announcement today about Assassin's Creed. I'm going to read it verbatim. Okay. It's an exciting time for Assassin's Creed. 
We're only a few months removed from the debut of Jacob and Evie Fry, the stars of Assassin's Creed Syndicate. We're proud of the talented team in Quebec City and all of our studios around that world that took part in bringing the Victorian London adventures of our twin assassins to life. We truly hope you enjoy playing Assassin's Creed Syndicate as much as our studios enjoy making it. Also, we recently unveiled the first images of Academy Award nominee Michael Fassbender in action as our lead assassin in the upcoming Assassin's Creed movie that hits December theaters on December 21st, 2016. Having already visited the set, we can't begin to describe how surreal and exciting it is to walk the real-world halls of Abstergo or see the intricate replicas of assassin weaponry. We have an outstanding cast and crew that want to honor the rich lore of Assassin's Creed and bring fresh perspective to the ongoing battle between assassins and Templars that's fit for the big screen. That was the, that was the setup. Hey, look at all the cool things we're doing. Mm-hmm. There's now, lots of cool things. Beautifully the, read. It's the, raining money. Here's the letdown. This year, we are also stepping back and re-examining the Assassin's Creed franchise. As a result, we've decided that there will not be a new Assassin's Creed game in 2016. Since the release of Assassin's Creed Unity, we've learned a lot based on your feedback. We've also updated our development process and recommitted to making Assassin's Creed a premier open-world franchise. We're taking this year to evolve the game mechanics and to make sure we're delivering on the promise of Assassin's Creed offering unique and memorable gameplay experiences that make history everyone's playground. We'll have more to share on all of the above soon. In the meantime, we want to say thank you to our millions of fans around the world for your continued support. Boom. Maybe. So, no. <laughs> maybe drop. there will be yeah. continued support. They hope it will be continued support. Yeah, we they, should have said that. <laughs> so they are basically saying, <laughs> you guys don't care about Assassin's Creed as much as we thought you do anymore, and we're stepping yep. back. That's what I think. Because, like, what was it? Maybe two years ago? Um, uh, Unity. You know? Is that what you're talking about? No, the, no, no. Uh, I'm just saying that they. Were, I mean, it's been a, it's been a an annualized franchise for a while. Oh yeah. And they they basically said, hey, as long as people keep buying it, we're gonna keep making it. I will buy it on a Steam sale, like mm. usual, mm-hmm. for five dollars. Yes. And that's how I'll continue to buy those games. Yeah, but like, yeah, let's talk. You know, you, the year Unity came out. Number one, Unity had a bunch of problems, and oh, the, but the, everyone was psyched for it before it came out. Like yeah. at the E3, whenever it was revealed, they had this amazing trailer with the Lord song mm-hmm. from the Hunger Games. Yeah. Um, oh, everybody it, wants to, to to rule the world. It's such a great great trailer. I I was like, man, maybe I want to dive into this franchise. But then the game comes out. And people's faces are melting, technical issues, riddled with problems, apparently. <laughs> riddled. And uh, and then, it, I don't know if that game ever really got patched to where no. it's really great now. Well, and the thing is, like that was also the year where uh, they released two Assassin's Creed games. So it was that, That's that right. Unity and Rogue came out for the 360 and PS3 right. last-gen mm-hmm. consoles. Um, I think they just oversaturated the market. Yeah. They, they, <laughs> they basically guitar-heroed this. Yep, <laughs> and everyone's over it, and everybody doesn't want their plastic instruments anymore. No, yep, the only one left standing playing guitar here will be me. <laughs> You're playing it's it back right though. now. Have you played the new one? I haven't. Yeah, I've played cool. uh, the new rock band, uh, but I haven't played the new guitar hero. Isn't uh, the new rock band basically the exact same as the old rock band? Yeah, pretty it's much. Pretty much the same. But well, hey, yeah, you can import your new own playlist gu- and everything. The right. new guitar hero with the different button layout might be really cool. I wanted to try it out. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and then like the way that the crowd works and this live yeah. action and all that kind of stuff yeah. looks super cool. Yep. We, yeah. should, we should have a uh, a guitar hero night. We should. That'd be amazing. And Assassin's Creed developers, Ubisoft should, yep. or should Ubisoft or Ubisoft, we should, Ubisoft. We should yeah. invite should them take notes. to come and play uh, Guitar Hero with us that night because they're obviously not developing yeah. a game this year. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> they have time. They have some time. They're just making movies. 
continuing with the Ubisoft theme, mm-hmm. Watch Dogs is confirmed for a release in before the end of Ubisoft's 2017 fiscal year. In their earnings release, they said, quote, Ubisoft will launch a very high-quality lineup. The next installment of Watch Dogs, along with a new high-potential AAA brand with strong digital live services, end quote. That sounds like a great marketing speech right there. I mean... Very high quality. Can you put more uh, superlatives? (laughs) That doesn't make you get out your pocketbook. Well, and also, I'm thinking about the timeline on this. The the 2017 fiscal year is anywhere between now and two years from now, like March. Mm -hmm. Two years from March. Yeah. Next month. So we're talking like 25 months, potentially. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that... There will be I th- what I think is they'll have a Watchdogs that comes out this year. It'll oh, hopefully like you know in there. Uh, yeah, your your airplane went really far. It was, it was great. It was if the door had been open, it would have flown out the door, probably gone down the stairs, Who knows how out far the front door. Yeah, yeah, would have been in downtown Nashville by tomorrow. Could be. I think that they'll come out with Watchdogs this fall, basically mm-hmm. in the place of Assassin's Creed. Okay, and they're um, just being cagey about like giving themselves like yeah. some time to bump things back thing, if necessary. Yeah. The thing about Watchdogs when it came out, the original one, it was in a really down time. Yeah. I believe it was right as it was hitting summer or something like that. Well, so it was pretty quickly after the new consoles had launched. Yeah. And so it, it kind of filled the gap mm-hmm. of like between whenever the, the, you know, everybody's kind of figuring out the new boxes and things like that. Right. Like it was kind of one of the first ones to jump that year. If I remember, I'm right. not like we sure. Had, we had Titanfall and then we had yep. somewhere in between that and like summer we had mm-hmm. Watch Dogs. Yeah. And you have the district coming out now, which I feel like the fills division? a lot, or the division. Sorry, yes. it fills a lot of that void. Yep, that it's kind of competing in the same space there. Yeah, that gritty, like, hey, we've recreated mm-hmm. a city. Put it in your uh, in your digital world. Go explore. Have fun. I, I mean, yeah. The, yeah, they kind of like they kind of both marketed. Um, but they marketed both those games kind of the same at the beginning. Both of them were Ubisoft. Yes. Um, and they've kind of pared back, you know, the division in terms of like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, you can't play, you know, like from an iPad and all that kind of stuff. And they had that yep. kind of stuff in in Watchdogs originally. Uh, I'm interested though because it's like, okay, there are a lot of things about first Watchdogs people did not like, yep. and I think you know they'll hopefully learn from those and change mm-hmm. them. If they don't, then they've got a problem on their hands. But I'm interested to see what Watchdogs like is like. Yeah, because honestly. Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, we don't know a whole lot about the fall release schedule right now just because, like, no one's really announced hard release dates. But unless there was a Red Dead Redemption or something like that, I don't know that there's another big third-person action game coming out this fall. Yeah. You know, uh, Uncharted is in a couple months. Mm. Um, well, we've got The Division guess, next month. Yeah. The Division mm. next month. Tomb Raider, I guess, will come out for PS4 mm-hmm. um, uh, this fall. But, yeah. you know, I don't know yeah. how... How much of an impact that game will make um, in that slot? I don't yeah. know. It'll be interesting. It'll be you cool. Be I'm, right. I'm, I'm interested to see how it does, but also yeah. how, how you know if, if the game's any good. Right. Well, I mean, and if you even if you think about okay, so if they just re- like if they fill the where the division is this year, mm-hmm. if they put uh, Watchdogs there next year, that could be a good place could because be. people have maybe wrapping up what the d- division yeah. is kind of like and uh, whatever their DLC season is for that year, and then they can dive right into another kind of uh, gritty real world thing. But they are also are, are different in gameplay mechanics wise. So yeah, yeah. New games have arrived on Xbox One backwards compatibility. Starting today, Alan Wake's American Nightmare, Lego Batman, Sam and Max Beyond Time, and Space and Trials HD are available to play. Now, this is cool news, but the 
cooler news happened over the weekend. Several 360 games were accidentally leaked to Xbox One, including Red Dead Redemption, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, and Tekken Tag Tournament 2. They took them down, and then Larry Herb later said that it was an error and that they were just testing them for a possible later release in the future, but nothing's... Whoops. Sorry. Nothing's announced at this time. <laughs> about knocked over your mic. I am excited at the fact that Red Dead Redemption could be coming to Xbox One. Dude. Yeah. Um, this I'll is play through cool. it My again. only thing is this, Chris. Let me just lay this on you. Do you think that this means that there's not another Red Dead Redemption coming no. this year? Because the, no, no, no. you oh, think that the possibility is that they uh, that people play the old Red Dead Redemption on their new console, and then they don't want to buy the new one. Like they, they oh, I don't, I don't want to revisit the the next one or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or do you think it's possible that they're using this backwards compatibility potentially as a jumping off point where they say, oh, you liked the the original Red Dead? Here's a new one. I mean, I, I think anything's possible, John. But, I mean, so you're telling me there's more likely there's a new Alan Wake then? No, yeah, yeah, that's true. I want more panda bears. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I don't think I don't think either one of them really points to either. You yeah, know, yeah. like, and so it's it would be a good strategy. My, I'm, st- you know, but that, that, that's like saying that because the Uncharted collection came out, true. Yep. that would no one would buy Uncharted Four. That's which true. Is incorrect. That's true. And, uh, yeah, and it builds hype and it builds uh, builds that. But yeah, mm. you're right that it's it d- may not have mm. anything to do with anything, and no. people are just like, do you want this to be backwards well, compatibility? Because, sure. Yeah, Why pull not? Out, pull out the news story again. People can play what they want on the console. And I'm glad they uh, tested their live environment. Random things. Just yeah. let's test on the live environment. Let's just see how this is compatible, and yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Anyway. So. <laughs> There's a note here. Um, this is via IGN. Reddit Redemption initially led the voting as the most... Oh, wait. Hang on. Yeah. There was voting. Yes. Um, on uh, Fan voting. On, on what titles they want to see to come to backwards compatibility. Reddit Redemption initially led the voting as the most requested Xbox 360 game to be made playable on Xbox One. And is currently still sitting in third behind Call of Duty Black Ops 2 and Skyrim. Yeah. So I think it's just the fact they're testing it because it's one of the most requested. Right. And hopefully yeah. they hope to get it on there. Yep. Quite possible, Chris. They should test it in their non-live environment next time to avoid leaks. True. <laughs> this is fantastic news, though. Not what I just read, but what I'm reading now. What you're about to read. What you're thinking of in your head. Rocket League on Xbox One is being released Wednesday, February 17th. Holy crap, Chris. That's I'm, next week. I'm going to lose my mind when this game comes out. The big news here is I thought it was already on Xbox One because <laughs> it's on PC and PS4, so yeah. I'm confused now. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I wow. I'm going like next week on Wednesday, the day that it comes out, we have uh, decided we're going to get a group of people together. Yes, and play. Yes. So, well, if you're a friend on Xbox Live, and you want to play some X, or some Xbox, you want to play some uh, some Rocket League next Wednesday on Xbox. Hit us up. Oh my gosh! How much is Rocket League? Well, it's, I think it's, it's I think it retails twenty dollars on yeah, Steam and on PS4. Yeah. Whenever PS4 uh, released it, it was a, a PS Plus game, mm-hmm. and so you got it for free. Yeah, uh, I don't think th- they realize now. I think they don't need to do that and take a lump sum rather than just like having everybody pay for it. And so they're like, "Hey, let's just make some money." Everybody this time loves around. I imagine they just wanted like a big install base right off the bat to then go out and say, mm-hmm. "Hey, buy this game, buy this game, buy this game." You know that type of yeah. thing. So this is game slash movie news. We're transitioning. Ooh. A Sonic the Hedgehog movie release window has been announced. Holy cow. Animated? By, by Sega president and CEO. 
What if it was a real hedgehog? Like <laughs> I would. Well, no, listen, listen. I'm, I'm going to tell you. This is uh-oh. Uh, Homeward Bound. He Sonic's confirmed journey. that quote a live action and animation hybrid Sonic the Hedgehog okay. movie that makes sense with oh end quote is scheduled for 2018 no, in that, collaboration with Sony Pictures that makes sense though how does that make sense John no no, no it makes sense think about okay so think about Michael Sonic J. Adventure Fox think about Sonic. Sonic Adventure the hybrid like the, there was a there were humans in that game and so it's like you're gonna have a hybrid of like Sonic is running around and there's like you know I mean, I can make the case the Sonic Adventure is the worst Sonic game no 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 sorry second worst Sonic game. What's the first worst? The Sonic game? Unleashed. Sonic Unleashed. Where he never literally turns into a werehog in, at, at night, and it turns into a brawler where you spend what? about 30 minutes on each brawler level, busting people up, climbing up walls super slowly, See? and then you spend about three minutes on the alternate levels running through levels like as fast sonic and that was the problem uh with a lot of the with the sonic adventure game was that you spent the majority of that Mm, game not playing as sonic but sonic adventure 2 was a great game it was a great game awesome yeah uh you actually almost like 100 percent of that game yeah and then uh my house got broken into three times in three months and uh obviously at the end of this whenever there was nothing else to take tvs were Mm -hmm. gone xbox was gone laptops laptops were gone like jars of change were gone they decided i'm going to take the dreamcast leave all of the Mm. games but the Dreamcast and the is VMU. the thing. Yeah, and they took the VM, like the controller that was attached to it with my memory card to save. So all of the time, I had been slowly chipping away at 100%ing Sonic Adventure 2. Instead, they 100%ed you. Gone. Yeah, they 100%ed <laughs> me. They, uh, they totally did, dude. Yeah. He continued in this uh, interview. There's more about the Sonic the Hedgehog live action <laughs> well, it's more about movie. The Sonic the Hedgehog stuff. Okay. Uh, quote: Like with the CG animation production, we would like to expand our business into other entertainment areas beyond what we are currently involved. Nice. For our company to grow bigger, we must focus on expanding into markets other than smartphones and online gaming, such as indoor theme parks in Asia or animations. We have the rights to animations such as Conan, Lupin the Third, and and Pumman. And Pan Man. These are probably these are probably <laughs> which, uh, anime. Which are yeah, they're probably anime. Yeah. yeah, which are all popular animations in Japan. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, there you oh. go. No, it's anime. I, well, I'm, I'm reading. Yeah, Lupin the Third is very popular in, now yeah, in Italy Lupin's and on anime. television. Yeah, these are items we are introducing to the world under the concept of the so-called mm-hmm. Cool Japan, which is a concept <laughs> promoted. But listen, this is a concept okay. pr- promoted by the government of Japan. We would like to expand around the Cool Japan concept in the future and grow from there. Cool, mm. Japan. <laughs> cool Japan. I, I, Peace symbol. I never thought Japan was uncool. Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> I didn't know that was a problem. <laughs> yeah, this is Japan's uh, always been cool to me. No, Japan's been awesome. I've been cool I mean, in Japan. It's it's. I remember so that whenever the uh, whenever I realized that. Uh, video game like uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. It was a Sonic the Hedgehog game. Beat a Sonic the Hedgehog game, and you're watch. I'm watching the credits, and I remember realizing that this was made in Japan, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and 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 I was just like, oh my gosh, these people, they know how to make some video games. They, they, do. they know how to make some fun things. Hopefully, they also know how to make a good Star Wars. Oh, it's not Star Wars. Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> I read the Star word Star Wars. Wars on my. Anyway, so are we talking about Star Wars next, Chris? No, Sonic the Hedgehog oh, okay. in Star Wars confirmed. But you this, heard is, it here this first. is what I'm thinking though. Whenever they <laughs> describe a computer animation hybrid, I think Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yes, 
or Scooby Doo. So that's probably what it is going to be. Homeward Chris. Bound. So that's terrible. That's not terrible. That they they make money. <laughs> John, okay. Sega is in need of money. I'm not saying that the movies quality is is good, but I am going to say that they that Alvin and the Chipmunks. There's there's sure. a reason that they had the squeakwool. Don't give them money. They're just going to make a new system. So I told you about the story about the I, was in the, I was in a store recently. It was around Christmas time, and um, I was walking through the toy aisle. And I was looking, you know, I don't remember what I was looking at. It was in Target. And there was a mother and her child, and her, her kid was uh, holding a movie. And he said something about uh, describing what the movie was about and called it the squeakquel. <laughs> it's because it was Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah, and she said, she looks, or no, it was the sequel. It's the sequel. Yeah. This is what it was. This is the story. So it was a sequel. And she looks at him and says, Don't say that. It's called the squeakquel. I'm like, you're going to screw up this kid. You've got to correct your kids. This, they got to know. Well, they, they got to know how to say words improperly. It's not Pokemon. It's Pokemon. Well, well, dude. That's different. He's going to say, say Die Hard 2 is a squeakle to Die Hard. <laughs> that was a terrible paper airplane that Yippee I just threw. So, like, my thing is this. With Alvin and the Chipmunks, it makes sense, Chris. But But you're right. The getting upset about... Someone saying a word correctly, like correctly saying it in their mind, that, that is a little strange. That's a little yeah. bit. That's a little bit uh, intense, Chris. It's the squeakquel. It's the squeakquel. All right. Continuing with properties that are being made into movies. Monopoly. Battlestar Galactica is a movie in development with uh, Universal now. Wait, what? A Battlestar Galactica remake is coming. This is via the Hollywood Reporter. Oh, it's a remake. All right. <laughs> This is this is their wording, not mine. Okay. Powerhouse producer Michael DeLuca is teaming up with Scott Stuber and Dylan Clark of Bluegrass Films to produce the movie for Universal, which is hoping to launch a massive event franchise. Everybody wants a franchise. We have a franchise. The Battlestar Galactica Cinematic Universe. Well, the, yeah. So anyway, um, it says uh, the, the, the main point here, DeLuca is <laughs> – these are so related – DeLuca is one of the producers of Universal's Fifty Shades of Grey movies and produced its 2014 movie, monster movie, Dracula Untold. Stewart's Bluegrass is coming off of Ted 2 and is prepping the Boston Marathon bombing movie, Patriot's Day, with Pete Berg directing and Mark Wahlberg starring. So are, are we excited about this news or are we like down? I mean, I, I say okay. the more Battlestar Galactica that we can have, Maybe. the better. So this, 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 this is where I stand. Okay. okay. And this is like if, if this was... What ten years ago now at this point maybe yeah. you know yes. in the heyday of Battlestar Galactica I was all in on Battlestar Galactica mm-hmm. yeah. loved Battlestar Galactica so good I think I almost even like I can I think in terms of sci science fiction franchises in my mind it would be number one is Star Wars yeah number two is Battlestar Galactica mm. number three Star Trek mm-hmm. really yes yeah um, I'm talking the new Battlestar Galactica not old but like, the thing I liked <laughs> about it okay Starbucks is that woman. they all technically. Um, existed in the same war universe. Oh, yeah. Because the first, um, the original Battlestar Galactica was the first war with the Cylons, and then Ron Moore's reimagining of it was the second war with the Cylons. Yes. Right. Yes. And I, I mean, and then there were TV movies. There was another series, like there was three television series. The mm-hmm. original one, um, Battlestar Galactica, then Caprica was a Caprica. prequel, and it was talking about like everything that came before. And yeah, this is a successful franchise. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like the idea of just getting rid of it. You know what I mean? And yeah. rebooting it. And yes. starting over. Starting over. And there's no... You said there's yeah. original cast and crew. No, yeah. And not in there at all. Yeah, so there's is, no Starbucks. We don't find out what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, well, ori- and it, originally, like, it, it was rumored... Uh, this is not in here. 
Originally, it was rumored that um, uh, some some of the same people would be involved yeah. with this. Now but, they're not even like part of the discussion anymore. So thinking mm. about it in terms of other franchises, I think about the Star Trek movies, yes. where they had the television show and then they started the movies of the original Star Trek, and then in the while they had the movies of the original Star Trek, they started tr- Star Trek: The Next Generation, and then at the end of that, then they had the movies of that, and they had Voyager on television. Like it was basically just a constantly like handing passing yes. the torch kind of. Series and franchise, yep. and I would be more okay with that type of a situation going where it's like, oh, let's let's do this, uh, like let's do a couple Battlestar Galactica movies with the uh, original cast or whatever, tell mm-hmm. some untold stories yes. throughout that you know their journey or whatever, yeah. and then. Because I mean, those all the actors and stuff are still around. Yeah, it hasn't, yeah. not not so much time has passed that you wouldn't go, oh, that's Starbuck or you know right. whatever. I mean. I don't know. It seems like that would be a better idea, better launching off point because you immediately well, have a fan base already. Yeah, I get, and, and that would be amazing. Um, that's not what's happening. That's not what's happening. No. And I and I get I get it because like you, that would be uh, they would be launching what they want to be, you know, an, an event franchise, movie franchise. Yeah, uh, launching it um, with a lot of baggage already. Yeah, you know? and I can see why they don't want to do it. They yeah. got to be very careful because Battlestar Galactica. To me, the universe was not what drew me to it. It was those actors that brought together that show. They had such great chemistry together, and the world the, the world that they developed was really great. That's why I like Battlestar, mm, because sure. Battlestar's plots and everything, they're really vanilla when it yeah. comes down to it. It's not a you know a earth-shattering sci-fi mm-hmm. thing. So when you're moving into this, is it just going to be, oh, here's wait, wait, another wait. generic. did their earth literally shatter? Literally. <laughs> like their earth yeah. shattered. Yeah, but the new one maybe it doesn't. Oh, <laughs> it's a remake. Whoa, <laughs> the uh, yeah the thing the way I always describe Battlestar Galactica is that it's a it's just like a drama set in space. Yeah, just like The Walking Dead is a yes. drama set in a zombie apocalypse. Right. Yeah, there's For a sure. lot of zombie <laughs> things that don't work. Right, you know. Yeah. So, so anyway, I hope they do it well. Like I, I you know whatever they do doesn't take away from the pre existing no. right. show. It's still one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah, everyone absolutely. should go watch it. Yes. Oh, it's if so you haven't watched it, start watching it. Yep. yep. Some brilliant news. Brilliant. Brilliant. Star Whoa. Wars Episode Eight has begun filming. Proper filming. <gasps> also, this um, they've said that production of well, this is a quote uh, from Disney CEO Bob Iger says. Production of episode nine, a 2019 release, has also begun. I guess he means not, not like proper production, yeah. pre-production. Pre-production. Yeah. Uh, he said also filming of Rogue One is virtually completed, and we absolutely love what we've seen so far. Unless one of your theories is correct mm-hmm. and that they've filmed a lot of uh, Luke Skywalker's potential footage um, already. What are you talking about? This is spoilers, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so on our on our revisiting the thirty days later, the Force mm-hmm. Awakens yeah. re-review or, or review update or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, oh, you mean for episode eight? Yeah, yeah. I think they've you know this, but this is proper like hey, oh, day to day. Yeah, filming. And it was nine too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're yeah. right. So I'm crazy. Don't listen to what I just said. Happens. However, however, I will say this, Chris. <laughs> I did go see. Uh, in the the weekly update, I missed. I, I went and saw Star Wars. Yes. In IMAX one more time before uh, it left the theaters. One last and, time. And uh, I will have to say it is gl- just as glorious as it was the first time. It's amazing. So good. It's, it's a great amazing. movie. Uh, more more exciting news about Star Wars. Okay. An official Star Wars Headspace EDM album has been announced. Okay. I'm just going to read this straight off of StarWars.com. Okay. Do it. 
Executive produced by Rick Rubin. You've never heard Star Wars music like this. When it comes to Star Wars music, it's time to follow a teaching from Yoda. You must unlearn what you have learned. Introducing Star Wars Headspace. By Hollywood Records and American Recordings, Star Wars Headspace is a new compilation of original electronic dance music infused with Star Wars sound clips and effects. Executive produced by the legendary Rick Rubin. Coming February 19th to all digital outlets and March 18th to retail stores everywhere. Star Wars Headspace gathers some of the biggest names and emerging talent in electronic music for an entirely new take on a galaxy far, far away. The album opens with CPO's Plight by Cascade. The track pulsates and builds into a soundscape. Iconic Star Wars samples like Blaster Fire and Wookiee Roars enveloping the listener while C-3PO laments how typical... It captures the humor of Star Wars, the melodrama of C-3PO, and is a kinetic, dynamic production that sets the stage for what follows. In addition to contributions from GTA, Flying Lotus, and others, Star Wars Headspace features an original production by Rick Rubin, NRG7, complete with a driving beat, R2-D2 bleeps, and much more. Also included is a remix of J.J. Abrams and Lin-Manuel Miranda's fan-favorite Jabba Flow from Star Wars The Force Awakens, called Jabba Flow, Rick Rubin Rework, featuring A-Track. This version transforms the song into something completely different, a true house track, and is a must-hear for Star Wars and dance music fans alike. Well, Check out the full track listing for Star Wars Headspace below. C-3PO's Plight by Cascade. Help Me by GTA. I guess Help Me Obi-Wan Kenobi, maybe? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Force by Troy Boy. Cantina Boys by Bauer. <laughs> Java Flow, Rick Rubin Rework featuring A-Track. RT, R2 Knows. Featuring Barry Drift, maybe I don't know. Maybe it's a spoilers that R two <laughs> yeah. that R two knows where Luke Skywalker is. Maybe yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, NRG by Rick Rubin, Gomerasson. I don't know what that is mm. by Bonobo, Bounty Hunters <laughs> by Rose R- Roy Scope, nice. Sunset over Man Manon. Where what planet is Manon? Man, I don't know. I mean, ask somebody else uh, deeper into Star Wars lore. I'm gonna, I'm R2, Where it. Are You by Flying Lotus. Druid Caravan of Smoke by Shlomo. Ewok Pup Pump by Rusty Scruffy Looking Nerf Herder. Oh, oh man, a Han Solo centric yeah. yeah. nice. song by Galantis. I love Gal- John, we've been listening to Galantis. Yes, a we lot have. lately. Yeah, I mean, they've got, a, they've got a really good lineup here. Star yeah. Tripper by Breakbot. Star Wars Headspace comes by way of Hollywood Records and American Recordings and was executive produced by Rick Rubin. You can pre-order the album right now on iTunes. I think you forgot to mention there's going to be some Star Wars branded Molly that they will distribute with every single one of mm. the... Uh... <laughs> they're not good. No, they're not. They'll send you a free glow stick in the mail. <laughs> there you go. That's better. I wonder... I'm oh, excited about this. That's time. awesome. Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> I'm excited too, man. That's amazing. We should have a Star Wars themed dance party. Oh we my should. Gosh. A Star Wars rave. A star rave. Dude, if they if they go on tour with this, if they take everyone who's involved and go on tour with this, I'd go see it. That'd be fantastic. Dress up. I'll dress my Wookiee outfit again. Yes. I'll have to sew the butt. Oh my gosh, dude, it'll be so hot. Can you imagine how hot that's going to be? I know. Because I was hot then. No, he means it's going to be hot. Ah, (laughs) It's going to be hot. Yes. Hot. Some sad news. I want to have your see your reaction, John. DC writer Scott Snyder has confirmed his departure from Batman. Yep. 
sad. Yep. Both he and artist Greg Capullo will be leaving the series with April's Batman number 51. Yeah. Snyder said, quote, Greg Capullo and I have had a blast together on this run. It's our second to the last issue together. 51 was my last issue as well on Batman. For me, 50 is the quiet issue, and 51 is really just a letter to the fans from us and a letter to Batman. It's mm-hmm. the lightest I've ever written. Not lightest as in happy, but light as in not many panels per page. It's really wide open. It's a chance for Greg to draw the clothes before we take our break. 50, we wanted to be the opposite. We wanted it to be the most explosive, jam-packed, sort of blockbuster, crazed issue we've ever done. I hope it delivers in that regard. He also revealed on Twitter that he's in the process of scripting 51 and finally uh, reluctant to finally bring his and Capullo's saga to a close. He said, truth, I've been delaying writing the last pages of Batman number 51, my final issue on the series and last comic with Greg Capullo for six months. So that's a bummer. Yeah, I mean, and that's the... So the thing about the six month thing, it Im- implies that he's known it's coming for a long time, and mm-hmm. and so yeah, it's it's nice that they that they are giving creators enough time to wrap up what they're doing to yeah. come to a close on that thing. Man, I his run, if they collect that entire thing into one like mm-hmm. hardbound collection, I will for sure buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, their run and and uh, from from beginning to end has been incredible, and they've done some things. Um, that haven't been done before with Batman. Well, they were um, on it before the New 52, weren't they? Well, they were on Detective Comics. Ah, uh, but right. it wasn't uh, Capullo. Capullo wasn't on that with him. It was that's actually right. Jock was the, the artist on that. So they were doing... So they've just done New 52 till now. Right. I so think there was a, like a six-issue break or team. something. Yeah. So there, there was a couple of issues where... Um, yeah, there was like a, a, a kind of a world thing like a Batman kind of centric uh, or, or that got bled into with some of the greater DC mm-hmm. um, things that were going on. And so then there was like a couple issues here and there that they didn't do, but th- their entire run, if you put it in order from beginning to end um, and, and, and read it that way, it's, it's just incredible. Like the things that they play off of, they'll uh, self-referential kind of things about things that they've written and the, the lore that they've done. They've definitely expanded kind of the backstory of, uh, mm-hmm. of Batman. So this good. is coming from IGN. Uh, as for what's next, DC has yet to make any announcements. Snyder did confirm in an earlier interview with us that he and Capullo already have plans for a major new DC story. Once Capullo wraps up his untitled collaboration with writer Mark Miller. Snyder might not even be done with the Batman franchise. Earlier this week, he tweeted that he has stories in mind for several key Batman villains, specifically naming Two-Face, Poison Ivy, Catwoman, Scarecrow, Penguin, and Mad Hatter. Snyder wrote a year-long detective comic storyline called Black Mirror before taking over the relaunched Batman title in 2011. Perhaps we'll see him tell these stories on another Batman comic or maybe even in the form of a standalone graphic novel. That would be amazing. Dude, and again, Black Mirror was one of the darkest and best Batman stories. It's a, it's it's whenever Dick Grayson was Batman um, yeah. before they reset and, and with the new 52 and Bruce was back. Yeah. So it is a, a little bit different because it's a different Batman and it feels a little bit different, feels a little bit less uh, full force and it feels a little bit less tested. Um, but it was an amazing thing. That's actually what kind of kicked him off and they said, oh, we're going to move you over to Batman whenever the new 52 hits. And then whenever that hit, it was uh, him and Capullo and just hits. I've just been hitting all day long. Continuing along with the Batman storyline, there's a new Superman versus Batman, or Batman versus Superman, yes. Batman versus mm-hmm. Superman trailer that was released. It's very Batman-centric. You yes. saw a lot of combat. Kind of Good Batman, combat. Batman's motivations. Um, yeah, great combat. Arkham like, it really makes me excited. Style combat. Arkham, I know, that's what I thought, too. Mm-hmm. It's it looks like it's from the video game, which yeah. is great, because yeah. I feel like they nailed that perfectly the way that Batman... 
fights. Yeah, I'll link to that at stamtargetpodcast.com. Uh, there was also uh, there was the Super Bowl happened on Sunday. There was also a new trailer for Cloverfield or yeah, Tin Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Um, it made uh, showed a lot more kind of like what's happening. I think I don't know if this is spoilers. We kind of know what's happening up top. Yeah, generally. Yeah. Okay. So definitely check that out. StandTargetPodcast.com if you want to. Um, there was another uh, Civil War trailer. It wasn't really groundbreaking. There wasn't anything really new in it. Um, did but any it was, ground actually break? Yes, Chris. probably. I Most think it did, likely. Yeah. 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 Did somebody punch the ground? No, a lot of large fellows there. Yeah. I mean. Groundbreaking, then I guess literally. Yes, uh, I think that was it as far as like trailers, major trailers during the Super Bowl, or was there, were there more? I don't remember. So like, oh, there was an X, new X Men Apocalypse. Oh, yeah, actually made me way more excited than like we saw a trailer before Deadpool tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that trailer is trash compared to the new one. The new one like like it's a thirty second spot makes it look super super cool. Yeah. The last piece of news, John, is uh, pretty. Amazing. Okay, so this everything's been building up to this. Everyone's point. been building. Everything's been building to this. If this isn't, if this isn't amazing and and mind uh, yeah, mind blowing, whatever you want to say. Then earlier this week, Amazon released a game engine that they I think built off of Unreal Four. Really, for free for people to to develop on and use. You can what? just go download it and use it for free. It does. Oh, go ahead. How would the, so? How did they build it off of? Unreal. They licensed and then allow other people to use it for free. I don't know. Right, with the probably something with licensing, yes. you know. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it, it is kind of crazy. So much. I, I, mm-hmm. I was reading something earlier this week that said how much they paid for it, and it was like a lot of money they paid to use Unreal Four to license Unreal Four. Mm. But I can, all they have to do is change it enough so that yeah, I mean, you know, who knows how much of Unreal is actually still in there? Right. The cool part though is that they have a clause in here. Um, underneath Section 57, Amazon Lumberyard Engine. Uh, Is that what it's called? N- uh, the yes, Lumberyard, it's the Lumberyard Engine. Engine. Cool. Um, or I guess this. How how do you say this? It's uh, there's Section 10 of cl- yeah clause. Oh yeah, Section 57, clause 10. Acceptable use safety critical systems. Your use of the lumberyard materials must comply with the AWS acceptable use policy. The lumberyard materials are not intended for use with life critical or safety critical systems, such as any operation of medical equipment, automated transportation systems, autonomous vehicles, aircraft or air traffic control, nuclear facilities, manned spacecraft, or military use in connection with live combat. However, this restriction will not apply in the event of the occurrence Certified by the United States Centers for Disease Control or successor body of a widespread viral infection transmitted via bites or contact with bodily fluid that causes human corpses to reanimate and seek to consume living human flesh, blood, brain, or nerve tissue wow. and is likely to result in the fall of organized civilization. That's hilarious. Nice. Amazon has a zombie clause nice. in their new game engine. I love it. Dude. So, so we can use it, guys. We can use it for to, to make our, our nuclear facility stable again <laughs> if the zombie apocalypse so happens. There was yeah. another piece in there. They say said AWS. That's mm. Amazon Web Services. Mm-hmm. So is this something that is hosted and you have to develop off of? Or I don't can know. you actually download the uh, software development kit yourself? It just says you, 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 it must comply with the, accept, uh, the AWS acceptable use policy. Okay. Well, if yeah. it's interesting, we'll have so, to but, see. So an acceptable yeah. use is not any of those things unless 
Unless there's a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. Good. It's good to know. Good to be prepared. Absolutely. It is good to be prepared. That's the kind of stuff you find out here at Santa Target when we read the news. On to the Deadpool review. The Deadpool review. The Deadpool. Mark with the mouth. Okay, so we just watched Deadpool. There's going to be a spoiler-free section of this review, yes. and we will do a substantial spoiler countdown before we open up a can of spoiler all over the place in here. I've shaken up the can. It's gonna, it's, it's, it's gonna spray everywhere in here, and uh, so make sure you turn, turn it off, pause it, then take our advice whether or not to go see the movie because we will tell you whether or not we think you should go see it before the review, uh, before the spoiler countdown happens, and then we go into all the spoilers. Yes. Cool. All right. So, um, this is a new, new movie. Yeah. <laughs> it, they've, they basically erased, what, new. erased what Deadpool was before. Yes. Thank Deadpool goodness. Showed up in what? X-Men, uh, X-Men Wolverine, Wolverine or, Origins. Or X-Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah. Yes. And uh, he had his mouth sewn shut. I like th- this was a very and obviously you can tell from from the from the uh, trailers and posters and and Ryan Reynolds spots, talking. Ryan Reynolds <laughs> talking. It's a very like uh, self aware movie. Yeah. Very self referential. Very meta kind of movie. He references um, the Green Lantern. He references mm-hmm. uh, the the previous version of Deadpool. References um, what was it? Uh, with the soft Corinthian leather, those the commercials from the eighties. Yep. There's a <laughs> lot, <laughs> of, lot of cultural oh, yeah. references, just oh, like yeah. the comics. Yes. Yeah, so, and just so, obscure cultural references. Exactly, it is like it is like the comics. Um, and so, like just straight up, you should know if you know what Deadpool is. But in case you don't, like he is an R-rated superhero. This is a hard R. <laughs> this is not something you take your 10-year-old this to. This isn't even like open range where sure there's a lot of death and there's a lot of violence, but you know, hey, they can hand No, this is a hard R. And when we say hard R, if your mind goes dirty with hard R, then the movie may be for you, but if not, then, you know, that is probably point. not not for you. Yes, yes, it's a very good point. So just be aware of that yep. as we're talking. Yes. All right. Um, so, but yes, it was, uh, it was a very, it was a very self-aware movie. It was a fun movie. Um, I think it had, uh, I'm trying to be like, uh, I forget, I forget how to do the spoiler free part. Like, I think it had it was a little darker than I expected. Yeah. Well, we can totally. talk about, yeah. Like director, like we usually go through like directing and yeah. then, um, and then music and then, you know, there's just like action overall, that sort of yes. thing. So it, broad strokes, Chris. So yeah, strokes. action was great. Um, there was a lot of sl- slow-mo sequences, which I thought was just kind of like, ah, I'm tired of this after the first few. Um, it was very Matrixy. Yeah. And, yeah. And and so like I was you know kind of whatever about that. Um, the, uh, the the directing was fine. Acting was good. Yeah. Um, I think they cast well. Yeah. Um, the uh, music was just kind of like whatever. Yeah, I mean, and so like I, I thought the music was was kind of like the original music they ri- ri- had written for this, but yes. like some of the some of the supervision where there was you know um, pop culture references. We're yes. talking yeah. about that. Yes. There's that a lot of like awesome. songs that were just kind of come on, and you're like, oh my gosh, how are you know what's going on here? It's, like yeah. it opens with something like that. It's like you Guardians know? of the Galaxy in that respect, where right. it had a lot of relevant music Maybe not for different qu- times. Not not as right. Yeah, not quite to the stylistic level yes, of like yes. this deserves its own mixtape and right. all this stuff. But it definitely there was DMX is in there, right? Random DMX. Oh my Just gosh! Saying. Right, and Wham. Well, and you think Wham. About, well, Wham. Yeah, yeah you yes. think about he's teaming up. Well, I, I'll, I'll talk about that in the spoiler section yeah. whenever we uh, whenever yeah. we talk about that. But um, 
something I loved about you mentioned the action. I, I thought like the one word that like comes to mind with like some of the, the action moments was like stylish. Like, I mean the, the way the choreographing was and the way that this kind of all worked together, it was very yes. fun and like, um, it's very Deadpool style. I mean, right. everything he does is he draws attention to it. Right. And the most hilarious things is just him talking and narrating yes. while he's kicking yeah. people's butts. <laughs> yes, you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> just every every punch, kick, and everything you hear. Yeah, you hear little things. You got to pay attention. Right. Yeah. This is, this is a very fast movie in terms of like mm-hmm. you know. There's. I mean, I'm right. sure there were jokes that I just completely missed. Oh, right. there were so many. Yeah. That's well, what I love. Later I on in the movie, like yeah. early on, I felt like I was catching most of them. Yeah. yeah. But then, like later on in the movie, I was, I, I was like, wait a second. They've been talking for like the last three minutes, yep. and I didn't catch a single thing that yep. he said, you know, yeah. or whatever. Like, and so maybe that's that's one of the the the, the criticisms. Very very being talky like that. It's like I either have to be completely engrossed in what's going on and in almost right. everything that you're saying or it just becomes like a um just just noise you know at right that point I, I, mean, I, I agree with that because i was kind of the same way and, mm-hmm. and because it's like you know mixed in with all the stuff the information that doesn't mean anything yes. was like tidbits of information that you did need to know it's like and so it was it was hard to like stay so engaged the whole time because mm-hmm. it, it just kind of becomes white noise at some point right um and, and very much the style of the comic though like, yeah with the way they do it you know you'll have these big battle scenes and there will just be these walls of text i feel that have all these references to things some of them are just a joke and other things are really necessary to what's <laughs> going on and i felt the same way reading the comic so <laughs> there I you thought, go then. i thought the transition was good to the screen because yeah, yeah you have to really be engaged to pick everything up there you for go. sure i mean and that, that would make sense like that makes a lot yeah. of sense with with his character and just yes. you know who he is Merc with the mouth. yeah the merc just, with the mouth he, just goes it, it does and the and whole movie <laughs> all the time like i was i was thinking at one point i was like i wonder if you count the number of jokes divided by the minutes that are in this thing how often <laughs> jokes per minute yeah how many jokes <laughs> yeah. per minute and references per minute there yeah. are in this yeah. thing i was thinking probably about like one every 45 yeah. seconds you know maybe I mean, yeah, there, there were times more than that. There was times whenever it was just like you know, just rapid fire and stuff, and you're like, people. "Oh my it's not gosh!" Just him making the jokes either. Yeah, the supporting true. cast was making jokes left and right as well. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, uh, T.J. Miller um, yeah. was uh, in this movie. I really like him. He's fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, was that the was that the the girl from Homeland? I'm you not sure. Show? I, I didn't watch that show. She's been on uh, quite a few things. I, I, You're talking about Vanessa on the, yeah. the movie. Yeah, I think she was on. She was on Homeland. I think she was also in like what was that uh, that Alien show? Oh man, um, what, S what? was it called? S? No, it was no. called V. That's v. What it was. That's what it was. Yeah. I knew it was just it's a single a, letter, and I didn't know what it was. The, it wasn't like an eighty show. Called yes, v as well. Yeah. Yes, it was a remake. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like the cast was was really good. Um, as far as like the 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 pacing of the movie goes, like I thought that it slowed down. Quite, mm. Like I thought, okay, so right at the beginning, right off the bat, like yeah. as I was watching what was going it on was for her. the first thirty minutes mm-hmm. of this movie, I was like, oh my gosh, this! I've never seen you know a a superhero movie that's been presented this way. I've never yes. really. It was blowing my mind for the first like thirty minutes. Yes. but then right after that. It got super, super uh, kind of cookie cutter, predictable, and 
and slowed down quite a bit as mm-hmm. far as the pacing goes. Uh, not the jokes, obviously. The jokes kept going. Right. But uh, but as far as like just from a plot standpoint mm-hmm. and a development standpoint, yes. everything just kind of screeched and like didn't quite stop. But it was just like we are holding on the brakes here for quite some time before again at the end we had you know obviously mm-hmm. you know something big happen at the end. So yes. the movie like in the middle portion, I was just like, man, not a lot's happening right yeah. now. But like a lot of things are being said we or, or we're spending a lot of time in these I do, in these I do want to talk about that remember that whenever we get into the spoiler section because I do okay. want to talk you about can uh, kind of compare it to Memento the movie in a way because it had that strange story structure and this one does as mm. well a lot of flashbacks um, and I don't know that this one executed it in the yeah, it's as seamless non-linear. as a Memento did it, it, yeah. it was it was an interesting device and I thought it, it did well but yeah. it did feel after that drops out and yeah. It just feels a little bit strange. Yeah, and then like I said, the predictability of like of of the villains and like mm-hmm. what's going on exactly. Very one dimensional. Yeah. Which is superhero movie. I mean, yeah. Like you know, or it's anti-hero like, movie. Whatever you want. And I guess like part of me, you know, whenever we talk about into the spoiler section, I'll talk about kind of like why I like how I would rather it have been. Yeah. Um so I'll 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 kind of well, Let's, let's jump end, into that so. now then. Um all right. So, so we're pretty much there. So do you guys yeah. do you guys suggest who should who should go see this movie? Uh maybe have have that time of uh, of a, a discussion and then w- would you enjoy this movie? Do you suggest people go see it? That type of thing. So like who would enjoy it? I'm going to say like, yeah, if well if you're if you want, you know, like a, a hard R, like superhero, go see this. If you're ready for that movie, go see it. Um, if you're not ready for it, yeah, don't go see this. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, if and... your ears are virgin ears, you don't want to be going <laughs> yeah. into the movie if you right. don't like a lot of cuss words and a lot of innu- sexual innuendo because there's a lot of it. Yeah. And a lot of gory violence. Yeah, well, a lot of go- oh, yeah. Their heads a, will roll. There's a substantial portion of the movie. Um, with like, nudity and things like oh, that. Oh yeah, as there's well. also some nudity. So, I, didn't I mean, even like it, Ryan Reynolds spends a, a decent chunk of the movie as well. Like, uh, oh yeah. So if like, you want to see yeah. Ryan Reynolds naked, this if you want to see Ryan Reynolds butt, it is in there. Yep. Um, it has that's screen not time. the only thing that was in there. <laughs> oh yeah, there was some, there were some other things. Yeah. <laughs> so, some but yeah, like so definitely like there's there's those elements as well. So if if any of those things are you're like ah, I don't know if I want to see, don't go see this movie. But yes. if if you're like if you're uh, okay with that or if you're into that type of thing, sure. <laughs> it happened to be my kind good. of movie. It was great. I, <laughs> yes. Um, would recommend myself to see it. So, I, w- I would say like you know for just a casual like. Say you're a casual Marvel fan. Yeah. Saying yeah. you could you don't have to go see this in right. theaters. Right. You can wait. Yeah. You know. And fast forward throughout like the whole movie. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, you know <laughs> what I mean. You know, like if you know, if you're just kinda like, ah, I don't know, like check it out on Blu-ray. Yes. You know, like Yeah. You know, wh- whatever whatever, you know, you want to do. I, like I would say if we weren't reviewing this, mm-hmm. uh, unless someone like was like unless Chad was just like, Hey, I really want to go see this, wanna go with like, yeah. okay, cool, I'll go with you. Yeah. But like I probably wouldn't have just been like, Hey, let's just go see if this. You're movie. a Deadpool fan. Go see this movie for sure yeah, because that's, yeah, that's, Ryan that's Reynolds has a passion for this. I've seen him in interviews oh, yeah. and everything. He loves Deadpool. Yeah, and I think that he was mad about the injustice that was done to the character in mm-hmm. the Wolverine movie. Yeah, and he he wanted to correct that, and I think he did. Oh, well, yeah, they even I agree. reference like in yes. his battle to uh, yeah. to get this get this going. He was able to break the fourth wall to do that because yep. that's part of the character. Yeah, I right. thought it was amazing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. 
go see I, I'm, I'm yeah. kind of in the same boat where it's like if if we weren't reviewing this and that sort of thing mm-hmm. and honestly going into this I didn't know what to expect really yeah. um, but if I weren't reviewing it I probably would wait for it to come out on video but again yeah. if you video what am I t- DVD Blu-ray that what, old what year uh, is that VHS, VHS store. yeah let me go <laughs> let me go down to the VHS um and anyway, so if I hadn't if I hadn't been reviewing it, probably wouldn't see it until uh, mm-hmm. until it came out. Um, after having seen it, I'm I'm glad I saw it. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. If you really like uh, the world that um, I guess Fox has created with their uh, Marvel characters, see this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, even though even though I feel like that was an underutilized uh, portion of this movie. Yeah, we'll talk about it in a second. Oh yeah. Yes. So we'll dive into the spoilers. We're counting down. The spoiler clock is going. It is is gonna go down. So get ready. Turn it off if you uh, don't want to be spoiled. In five, four, three, two, one. Chad, throw out a spoiler. Colossus is in it. <gasps> that's a spoiler for me. Ooh. That's a that's a, that a was rather Colossus spoiler. <laughs> so Piotr Rasputin we kinda, was randomly showed up. I was like, oh. We ended on that. So let's begin on that note. <laughs> I, I thought it was incredibly weird that they shoehorned the X-Men into this movie. Um, I didn't think it was weird. I thought it was weird that we didn't see more. Well, I mean, well, because, because obviously if, if... He even said why in the movies that oh, we course. couldn't afford it. Well, so in the comics, there are some plot points that involve the X-Men a lot in, in Deadpool. Um, kind of. They want to, yeah. They want him to be an X Men in yeah. some respects, and yeah. in some respects, they don't want him to be an X Men. Yeah. It depends on what part of the history you're looking at. Yeah. But that did seem very comic like for that to happen. Yeah. Now, uh, as it said at the end of the movie, um, if they make the second one, Cable's going to be in it, and that's a huge story arc for Deadpool across his time. That's cool. So that's really interesting. I don't think we've seen Cable yet in yeah. any X Men movies, have no, we? No. No. I, mean, I I thought he was going to actually be in Age of uh, Apocalypse or Apocalypse. I guess yeah. they call it Apocalypse. He's an nice. integral part to Apocalypse hmm. story. Interesting. Um, so if they're not so, bringing that character in for that one, then hmm, who yeah. Knows? So uh, I, I thought it was interesting. It was surprising to me. Yeah. The the okay. So this is where I kind of stand. I'm okay with them being in there, and I'll, but I was like, it. They didn't feel like they made as enough of a difference, or like there was just like no, there was no good like reason why they were so interested in Deadpool. Yeah, other yeah. than like there were plenty. There other, wasn't a compelling reason. There's a lot of other, especially those there. specific characters. Yeah, there's like yeah, a lot of and then you know, Colossus at the beginning of the movie implied that he had had conversations and knew yeah. kind of like Deadpool's motivations. And then whenever we, f- we kind of like continued on that storyline that we're flashing back and forth between, uh, you see no interaction with right. them where they meet or like are, are aware of each other or anything right. like that. Like, yeah. cause Deadpool yeah. knows who Xavier is and knows like what all this whole oh, thing yeah. is. And it's like, well, I mean, how? Because I you, yeah, this yeah, has I only been you. weeks. You know, you've been searching for guys. W- yeah. At what point did you run into Colossus and the X Men? Well, it, it ended up being two years. Is yeah. what that's the point true. Was. He so didn't say two years. He he did have a lot of encounters with them. I think with I I like the choice of Colossus because he is a character who, if you follow the comics, um, Colossus actually went to the dark side. Uh, mm. Was helping Magneto for a while. In there, uh, due to his, the death of, I believe it was Ileana yeah. Rasputin, his uh, his sister. Um, he so he understands that side. Now I don't. Yeah. That might be too nuanced for the general audience to to say. Oh, the Colossus is a good pick, right? But he has both sides, and he can see right. both sides. It's interesting to, to to wonder though too. Like, and what I mean, and he even referenced it. 
you know, what timeline, where does this exist inside the X-Men movies? Right. Well, because, yeah, he mentioned being, well, which Xavier it is. He's yeah, like, is it, is it uh, yes, it's McAvoy hilarious. or Stuart? And I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's McAvoy timeline, like you would think. I would think I don't know, but well, but then like why you know? No, but he it's, re- it's even current. references how many it's, times the uh, how many times the mansion has been blown up. No, it, it's, that it's, just kind of happens. It has to be current because of the choice of pop culture references that they made. They were to now. He made the thing about Jared, you know, the That's subway true. guy. That's true. Uh, in there, and so I think it has to be now. So it would technically right. be Stewart. Um, Maybe who knows? Like, because well, again, unless they, unless they mess with the time, right? Stuff. I mean, but they, the, the X Men first class was set in true seventies and eighties, true, right? So I agree. Why, yes. Okay. So yes, it's current day. Yes, present well, day. Well, and then the, there's, but then there's a the whole argument of like, you know, there was the the weird timeline future yes. and like, yep. like with Stuart, like what you know, well, well, it's right, all right. That whole franchise is a mess. Let's Absolutely. just be honest. Yeah, yeah, the movie franchise is just right. well, and the comic franchise is a mess too. All of them are a mess. Yeah, so I don't I mean, know where I'm at. So I guess them being there, it makes sense to me. But it was also that the Colossus allowed for them to do the pole Monty Python kind of a joke mm-hmm. uh, with yeah. the with the Black Knight. Like Which I, that was, was cool. Yeah. That was the yeah. the one. Like if he'd only been in there for that one moment. I would have been totally fine. Yeah, yeah, you know, it would have yeah. been hilarious just think, for that one moment. I think what I didn't like was just his reference so much to him coming and joining the X Men. I think he said yeah. that like maybe fifteen times. Oh, so like, much. Ah, just get over it. We like we know you're trying to tie into something here, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, you're right. Right. Let's just not be so on the nose. There, with well, it. there needs even, to be more backstory if they were going to make that a little bit relevant. He had to have some allies though in his journey because yeah. you know we we know him as a solo hunter type of a guy, but that obviously wasn't working out for him. Too well, yeah. Character it, it, development wise, I guess that that would be where his it, uh, his yeah. his arc would lead him. But I will say this: even in that final battle, so the yeah. reason that the first thirty minutes of this movie is super compelling to me is yeah. that it was it was him. It was yeah. Deadpool. I'd never seen this type of thing yeah. happening before with the self referential thing, the twelve shots, the the uh, the yes. you know just this crazy action. Yes. Right yes. off the bat, like that, and then it kind of died from there. But even the climax with with the uh, the supporting characters, every time we would flash to the supporting characters, I'd be like, "Man, I, why are we wasting yeah. this time yeah, on that. characters that weren't developed mm-hmm. that, that didn't really end in any place different? Especially yeah. not Colossus. Yeah. Um, maybe uh, so. What was what was her name? It was uh, something. Long. I don't know. I think she was let a me, character that me. they either created or <laughs> Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Yeah, and um, I, I haven't personally read about her in the comics, but I haven't read a lot of the New Mutant type stuff. Right. He, Deadpool does interact with a lot of different groups that I've never heard of. Right. So. That could be. I mean, and, and a like, tie-in for fans of really big fans of Deadpool, right? And like, but like her arc, it was like it was you know she was nice to him at the end. That was the extent of like where her character like ended differently than we yeah. get. So like yeah. there was really no nothing at stake for either of their yeah. characters. They were just there because he needed a team because that's where his arc was taking yep. him or yeah. whatever. Um, and some of that, you know, I think they they were intentionally like. Well, at what point? At some point, he said something like, you know, oh, it was whenever he got the card in the bar and he was like, mm-hmm. you know. Here's, uh, I think T.J. Miller was the one who said something about like this progresses the plot point or pro- right. progresses the the story or something like that. So like yeah. they were very like like ah this is just here for this, um, yeah. But again like 
I think some of that comes to pacing, and I, I don't necessarily yeah. think that this movie was paced out correctly. Kind of what you're talking about with the fla- the way the flashbacks worked. I mm-hmm. I enjoyed starting where we started, yeah, starting kind of with him as Deadpool, right, and then flashing back to see his his journey to mm-hmm. become Deadpool. Yeah. I didn't think it was necessary to jump back and forth again like a couple more times oh, man. to that same moment, and I was yeah. like, because every single time it did, it did what you just described. Mm-hmm. It was like, man, this is just slowing down. Like I was so so into. <laughs> What was happening yeah. back with him and his girlfriend, or him yes, and absolutely. him and happening? You know, like what was mm-hmm. happening with whenever he was uh, held captive, and like, but we just kept jumping back and forth between there and the bridge. I'm like, I don't care about this anymore. Right? Yeah. And we saw him fall into a trash truck like three times. You know, yeah. like, well, yeah. I mean, thinking about like what what point did it start going strange? It's like so we flash back. We have the the moment early on, and then we flash back to him in the taxi cab. Right, and then oh man, you're right. Right, and then we have the whole scene, and then we no. flash back again, back even farther. So it's like you have these multiple things going on. Didn't we? Didn't we start in the taxi cab? No, we started in the slow mo shot. The slow mo oh, shot, and then he crash. did played yeah. out a little bit of the oh. slow mo shot <laughs> with a lot of rapid fire action. Then he's hiding behind the car, having his twelve shots, and then we flash back to yep. the taxi cab. Then we come back forward there, and we have rapid fire action, like all of that, like with the second flashback where you flash back into how did I become Deadpool? You know, yeah. whenever you flash back into <laughs> Sean that, Connery's apparently now Deadpool. <laughs> yes, but how do yes. you like whenever you flash back <laughs> into <laughs> that? It it slows down. Like that's the moment where I think like in my mind, everything up until that point was like this. I've never seen this before. Uh, This type of thing before in in a, in a movie like this, this has a new take on a superhero movie. Then you start getting into, Oh my gosh. Now we got to go see his origin story. Now we got to have the revenge thing. And now we got to have him killing a bunch of people and training, testing his powers and all that. See, I liked all that. That's what I was engaged with. It was the jumping back to the car scene that I didn't like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think the, again, Memento does that very well with the way they do it very stylistically and they don't give you as much information here. Yeah. I felt like when we were flashing back and forth and doing all this stuff, there was mm-hmm. a ton of information and it was almost disjointed because you are having more calm scenes in yeah. his flashbacks and then mm-hmm. you're back into some action. Yeah. And the action isn't consistent though. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, a, it's a weird, yeah. and it wasn't like it, set piece action either. No. It was like montage action. Yeah. You know, it, it was just a little bit, I thought they could have been a little bit stronger with uh, maybe a little more focus with what they were trying to accomplish with each scene. Yeah. Um, it's like how, like, so if you listen to, uh, another one of our podcasts, they were on target. We talk about the, all the, the weekly flashbacks and every single episode of that right. thing. And it breaks up the action and, and like what's happening so much, not action in terms of like fighting, but it breaks up the pace of the story so much that you're just like, ah, oh, gosh, another one. And yeah. by the time you come back, you forgot what was happening. And, yeah. and it's just like, this just sucks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And right at the point where you're invested in this point in time, right. you jump to this other one. Then right whenever you get invested in that one, you're like back to this other one. Yeah. You know, so and that's how I felt in this. Like, yes. Uh, several times. Mm-hmm. Um, after the first couple times it happens, it's just like, oh man, again, like, yeah, mm-hmm. just stay here. You it's know? the way I feel in 24 sometimes when I'm watching that, like it'll be just oh, amazing 24. amount of action and everything. <laughs> and then it just dies for the rest of the episode well, until listen. that cliffhanger at the end, you know, that's the, like the, Whenever you have to have something that takes up 24 hours and you have to have something <laughs> action happening in 24 yes. hours, you I mean, you have to do that. And you can't have anybody eating. Nobody nope. ever eats anything. No one goes to the bathroom. And nobody goes what to the restroom. During, during commercial breaks. Yeah, that's what it's, it's for. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's on the clock he'll every just time. wolf down a bagel here in the, yeah. uh, well, in that's the five why minute commercial That's when he heals as well because he'll get shot True. or stabbed and tortured. 
All and he doesn't it. have a healing factor like Deadpool. What so if, Deadpool is believable. What if real maybe life, he does. What if real life was <laughs> as, as exciting as 24? <laughs> Where something happens I'd every worn, hour. I would yeah, be worn out. happens I like every minute. I'm pretty sure no I would. would survive. So I many would, phone uh, calls happen in, in that show. I would move. I know, for real. And just like isolate myself from humanity just because it's like there's no way mm-hmm. I would be my brain would be able to handle just for sleep. <laughs> yeah. Like just for like a week of sleep. And then you come back and it's like, okay, we're back and yeah, it's all good. the action and mm-hmm. you know, there's there's obviously someone t- being tortured, you know, a block away, that sort of thing. Yep. All, all those time. all those kind of like plot points and then like kind of flashbacks to the the structure aside. Mm-hmm. It's a really fun movie. Oh, uh, I enjoyed yeah. it thoroughly. Like, <laughs> it's du- like I said earlier, it's darker than I thought it would be in terms of like yeah. it's very dark, like kind of revenge, like bad things happening to him kind of story. He's not a hero. He's no, an not a hero. And, and he no. he makes that point numerous times. Well yeah. and I'm okay with that. I'm I'm saying like just the the just the kind of stuff that surrounds yeah. his origin story. Right. Like you think about Wolverine and it's like that's a bunch of bad stuff that happens to him, but doesn't yeah. f- even feel as heavy as the stuff that happened to, to Deadpool. Right. Like, oh, man, gosh. They, they did a really good job describing, you know, how, like, cancer and what happened with that mm-hmm. and how he reacted and how mm-hmm. she reacted. And uh, I thought they did a really great yeah. job of that. And then um, even the torture type of thing that uh, I think it deviates a little bit from the comic and some of those points. Yeah. Um, but... To me, it still felt enjoyable the way that they told the story, and I think they hit the main points. Uh, right. Um, I'm sure super fans will have more critiques than I do. The thing I did like about we said something about you know like that the villain was was kind of one mm-hmm. kind of flat. I agree with that, but I think that he was a better villain than a lot of Marvel movies get. Oh, True. I agree with you. Uh, you yeah. know, like Ronan in the Guardians of the Galaxy. And she's kind of like, yeah, he's. I guess he's bad you know he blew yeah. one guy away and was going to destroy a planet but you never see right. him do anything to make no. you be like yeah this guy's a bad dude right. it's Absolutely. not darth vader choking out people just for yeah. you know like saying one thing in a meeting right yeah. well even like ultron like whenever that kind of happened yeah. in the marvel movies and the marvel universe it's like he started as a really complex cool character but then the implementation of his plans were not yeah. not super complex or you know yeah. well developed um I did love the portrayal, but I mean, anyway, but this villain, it felt like, like we don't even know what the overall plan was again, other than if you weren't invested in the revenge side of this, there was no pull to be like, this is a bad person and needs to be stopped other than, other than like the whole, like, like you don't know really what they're, what they're trafficking these, uh, like humans for. He said they were slaves. Yes. He said they're basically, so uh, but like it's re- a lot reading between the lines because really what they're doing, um, these people were supposed to be those who could not take it in the Weapon X program. It, that's initially what it was supposed to be. This guy, interesting, then would take those people who fell out of that program and would basically just run experiments on the Mad Nauseum until they got what they wanted out of them. Some of them were very horrific. Mm-hmm. So this, they don't necessarily describe that, and they just are taking sick people but what who happens have to potentially them have things. Well, they die. But I mean, They're like, how do to they just all die? Okay, but, but I mean, so I don't know. Like, I, I guess I just don't know. Like, what's the overall scheme? How are we going to take oh, over I, the world doing well, this? I don't, I don't think he's trying to. No, it's not, not his job. Okay, he's he's selling. He's making money. He's off a it. foot he's selling, he's, he's selling them to the highest bidder, basically. Okay. And he said that, like, he has, he's yeah. like, we put control chips in them, and then you know we sell you. Like basically, we yeah. see you're, you're, you are. This is human trafficking one on one. I must have missed that completely. And he's just part of a bigger thing, you know, okay. just a. a, a 
a bigger thing going on with mutants in general. I mean, that makes a lot of sense because he is he is just a really terrible person and yeah. just doesn't have any emotion he's, or whatever. He's bringing so. the mutations yeah. just straight out of people under stress. And that's really in, in the X-Men universe. I will just say Marvel, but more so in X-Men since those are like the true like mm-hmm. mutants. What, what ends up happening is it's usually around puberty that people develop these things because there's a lot of stress on the body. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it doesn't happen then, then it's a really traumatic situation where your powers are first there. And so this bringing it out of them is really intense. Uh, I yeah. thought it took it to a new level that I've, I don't think I've ever seen. Oh yeah. Before, yeah. Sure. Um, I agree. Myself. Well, and even like, you know, you think about like that other dude that was kind of with him oh that he was talking to yep. like that dude, like he wasn't showing any powers. Like nope. he wasn't, he probably wasn't a mutant. And so right. that dude's just going to die, you know? Yeah. So, Who like, knows? I, I know there's supposed to be some tie-ins to some people that were in this movie that potentially will be in mm. further ones. Cause I've seen the names of, I read on IMDb, the names of the characters mm-hmm. and I can kind of compare them to the comics. And it's like, all right, well, some of these people, we didn't even really go, gone into a lot about them mm-hmm. and they're going to be pivotal, pivotal players. And, uh, I think some people it may even be mutants that you don't suspect. Yeah. I won't spoil everyone for those things in case you Ooh. haven't Interesting. read some things, but that's that's what the comics show. So yeah, I mean, and, and again, all of that aside, like you said, you know, it's it is a fun kind oh, of is is yeah. a uh, funny movie. It's it's yeah. a uh, it, it, the self referential thing and mm-hmm. and the like just the the Monty Python kind of moments yeah. and that sort of yeah. thing. I mean, it's just really fun. <laughs> it's great. You know, it's just it, I I found myself even though I missed probably probably 60 70 percent of of a lot of what the jokes were like they were just flying by so fast near the end of the movie and uh even though i missed it was like there were you know some hilarious hilarious moments yeah there are some really good jokes that i don't think you would be able to i I think we're surprised by them because in this setting you're used to a superhero setting you're used to watching i'm gonna go watch the avengers or something else and if you heard like tony stark just talking super dirty like like <laughs> yeah. this you'd be like whoa and then so you see deadpool doing it and it's, right. it's hilarious you just right. don't expect a superhero archetype to right to do that. right so yeah i think it makes it even funnier i think you know the other thing that i th- i you know that they played up and they used you mentioned the the scene where he's kind of like Monty python but yeah like they pl- really played up the fact he can't hurt like when his hands really small that was hilarious oh, that was hilarious <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> yeah. what and, happens with the regeneration uh-huh. he has that he has that ability and he has to actually regrow it and i think those were my favorite moments like just the really like like the out there ones that yeah. ju- you just don't expect yeah. that sort of thing you know the the one-liners and things like sure some of those were really funny um yeah but like for the vast majority of the times that i really was like holy crap what is going on yeah it was always something just completely weird that yeah. I, I wouldn't have thought of you know yep yep one, so strange one knock i did have on it um you know gina carano was in the movie she was angel dust mm-hmm. and um I didn't really see utilized as much MMA as I thought was going to happen with her battle with Colossus. That was interesting. I mean, she mm. tried to put him in an arm bar. She tried to do a couple of other things. And I thought it was funny. You know, he just kind of picked her up and, and slammed yeah. her. But it seemed not as nuanced as I would have thought her character would be. She almost turned into like a brawler as opposed to uh, an MMA fighter. So that's just interesting from that perspective. Because yeah. when you see her on screen, like in Haywire, I don't know if you, you all watched that movie. Um, uh, it was definitely a lot of the mma inspired hmm. stuff so interesting yeah break from her from her as an actress she's doing more regular and that's scenes. the other thing like i think uh, aside from um deadpool mm-hmm. and i guess it, we talked about it with colossus and with uh the the uh teenage warhead um yeah the so we talked about how they're kind of one-dimensional where they don't really do, and hers was another one where it's like she was just the you know the the muscle, the muscle. Yeah. yeah the muscle yeah. of the the villain you know it was like, yeah, I, that was it. so that was you know 
some some underutilized characters mm-hmm. where if you were to essentially remove some of them from the plot, it's like, do they really need, you know, right. were they ne- super necessary? They which, were good for some jokes occasionally. Um, which and again, so, you have to have, the, you yeah. have to have one dimensional characters in movies because right. I would rather them spend the screen time developing Deadpool as yeah, a character, which true. I right. thought they did an excellent right. job of. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know way more about Deadpool than I even knew before for and sure. uh, his motivations. And they, it, I thought it did a really good job of showing that he wasn't a terrible human being. You know, he had his motivations for doing it. Well, well, I mean, like he's well, he's, so he's not totally depraved, is what I mean. Right. So he's not just going around killing people for no reason. Right. He's kind of like Dexter. He has a code for what he does. Right. But it's a very selfish code. But he's not just um, like the uh, Ajax, the the bad guy. Yeah. He's not just going right. around doing. Well, what even he's like doing. right at the end, he's about to 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 like cut this one dude's head off, and he's like, yeah. "Wait a second, Steve or whatever his name yeah, was." Yeah. Where they, Bob, Bob. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen you yeah. since uh, wherever they were. Yeah. Jacksonville. So, yeah, Jacksonville. So he, so. He's someone who will. You would assume. And then he someone who just knocks him out. Well, like when he kills a spoiler for this. I mean, this is in the big spoiler we should have talked about. I mean, he goes ham on uh, on Ajax at the end. Yeah. You know, just basically blows his brains out. Um, yeah. That was really good because he's you don't see a lot of times in movies that you they always try to do this redemption angle no this guy that he ruined his whole yeah. life and he yeah. gets to this moment and yeah well not he only that but he, he, he no tortured and murdered numerous numerous people. Yeah. Yeah. numerous and, and then, numerous people yes. and colossus is kind of saying oh don't do this don't do this and then yeah. he's just like are you kidding me? I was always going to do this. This is this guy. It's better off that this guy's out of the world. No, right. yeah. How, however, you feel about that morally, I just I like that he was able. He followed through with his convictions, and he did it. This is who he was. Yeah, and, definitely. And well, he he's not a nice guy, and he doesn't. He doesn't. No. You know, doesn't. I mean, as far as that goes, it's like he's totally okay doing like killing yeah. all these. I mean, we were killing people left yeah. and right all yeah. over this movie, yeah. and so it's like right, but that's so just do, who his character thing, is. But so do so do the. So, the X Men, so, so do the so the X Men, so do the Avengers. That's right. Wolverine, he tears like, people apart. Oh, that's yeah. true. No, that's no, straight true. You're right. We just right. don't classify them. You know, we don't look at them like, oh man. You know, that's just you know. Yeah, it's, this is the job that has to be done. And I right. thought they did a great job portraying that. And then right. even with Colossus saying it's only four or five moments that make you a hero. Again, coming from Colossus, he's done some bad things in his life. Right. And I just think it's it's funny we're redefining what or, or even just thinking starting the conversation what is really a hero because mm-hmm. yeah. these guys aren't just upstanding citizens all the time except right. for maybe right. cyclops or captain america cyclops let's still don't even get me started on cyclops i, I don't like cyclops that much uh, Scott we Summers. could go back and forth about yeah. cyclops yeah. and and yeah. whenever i was a kid i liked him just because yeah. his glasses get hit off and he just blah, lasers but things. i am a, it's a cool power fan so it's a cool power but his character yeah. is so annoying. He's anyway. a goody two shoes, of course, just like Captain America in a way. Except Captain America, I Captain think he's a little just pretty cool. He's though. a little he's he is America. <laughs> like, it's true. It's like it's Superman. True. It's true. He is the protector. I, I do agree that I, I like. I think that they spent a lot of time and rightly so developing Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool yeah. mm-hmm. and his relationship with Vanessa. Yes. And like, cause it totally feels believable. Yeah. Like oh yeah. Their relationship and the, and he, at one point in the um, early part of the movie, he says, this is a love story and yeah. it basically is, it is. you yeah. know, it is a love story and which is, which is cool. It's just presented in a different way than we normally see love stories presented. And Probably a more realistic way compared to some, you oh, know, yeah. like uh, more. Except for how easily she got over the fact that his face was all gross looking at the end. Yeah. But besides that, yeah, yeah it's just like, but it, it's, it's, I think. Or got they, over the fact that he, he was 
lying to her and all this stuff and left her and you know for yeah how I mean, many years. So. She doesn't, you know, I think that went back to like the whole like bad because she he said something like you know it's been a rough two years she said it's right. been you know like yeah. basically right, saying it's right. been a rough two years for you it's been a rough two years for me so that kind of calls back to the beginning where they were comparing how right. how yes. bad their lives are you know yeah. like and they seem to be together for quite a long time before right. that happened right. before he got had cancer and well and even things, so so you talk about the development of their things like whenever you're there in the doctor's office or whatever yeah. And, yeah. and he finds out that he has cancer like that moment it was a truly um, good emotional moment. It was a yeah. good beat in the yeah. movie, you know, and so like that was one of the one of the bigger um, emotional moments of the movie. You yeah, know? yep. So, it made it totally yeah. believable that he would eventually reach that moment where he uh, decided to go and call the uh, I don't know what to call them to call Ajax and that group yeah. to to try to experiment on him. Yeah, he'd run yeah. out of options, and he still wanted to live for her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, we ready to rate this thing? I'm ready to rate it. All right. So, let's uh let's do it, Chris. What are you going to rate this thing? I'm going to give this a 7.5, John. Okay. Chad, what are you going to give this? 8.5. I'm going to give it a 7. So, yeah, we sitting right there in the same kind of range. <laughs> We're all over the map. I really well, like sorry. <laughs> I think I think Chris is our is our average right yes. here. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good movie. It was a good movie. It was a good fun movie. movie. Yeah, it was That's fun. one of the more fun movies I've seen in a while. I think I, I like I would give it a higher score if the if the pacing wasn't so messy. That's the biggest yeah. that's the biggest critique that I have there. Yeah. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Thank you to Chad for coming on the show. Yeah, dude. We Thank gotta have you, you back. Having me. It was yes. awesome. We will have you back soon. Um, next week. By the way, mm. I love that shirt. The Memphis Fire Memphis shirt. Fire? Yeah. 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 So yeah, it's great. great. Next week we're gonna talk about uh, the Oscars and do some Oscar predictions. They when are, are the Oscars? Next Sunday. Oh, so not this Sunday. I thought for some reason I had the, this Sunday's mixed up. Where I thought they were right? this Sunday. No, they're not. They're not this Sunday. This wait, hang on. Maybe Unless I, they are. Maybe this won't be. Hang on. Maybe I might be wrong. Okay, we might be doing this in two weeks. Okay, so uh, okay, so this Sunday. No. Yeah, yeah, no. Hang on. So next week is our is no, our no. two weeks. Two weeks from now. Two weeks from now, we're talking Oscars, Chris. Next week, I don't know what we're doing. So stay tuned for that. Two weeks from now, Oscars. Um, next week is a mystery and we'll uh, figure that out next week <laughs> next week is a mystery <laughs> you know those like mystery so we bought the Funko mystery box uh, ah. day after Thanksgiving mm-hmm. that's what the podcast is gonna. It's, it's a stay on target mystery box mm-hmm. next week I like it oh yeah Ooh. yes spooky. lots of spooky ghosts <laughs> That's it for this week. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at ChrisWright250. And John Wright 777 And I am not great at social media. All right, cool. <laughs> also, on Cody, whenever he was on here, he doesn't exist on... He, he, he yeah, doesn't for exist. While, My Twitter got hacked uh, oh, by, really? um, I guess, a Turkish group of people, and we're posting things, and then I shut it down. So that happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Um, at Stay on Target Pod is the podcast's Twitter account. Um, you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and I think TuneIn Radio. And uh, subscribe to us there. Leave us reviews. Listen to us. Those kinds of things. Yeah. That's we- it for this week. We'll see you next time. On Stay on Target. No? I was just going to say we have uh, Arrow on Target oh, and Flash right. on Target that we uh, um, 
we'll post sometime soon. Yeah, dude. So they <laughs> went to on Flash this week. They went yeah. to uh, Earth, Earth two. two. Yeah. And Ooh, I watched the episode. I'm super pumped about that episode. That yeah. whole storyline and out. It got uh, huge ratings as well. Nice. Huge television ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they said something about like the highest they've gotten since like the premiere or something like that. Wow. Of Flash or something. That's so, awesome. Uh, I'll have to get those statistics whenever we uh, we talk about that on the Flash on Target. Yes. Yeah, so good. We will, we will post that later uh, this week. Yeah. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.